Hello and welcome to Inglorious Bards. I'm your humble game master, Tom. Glad to have you back. In our last adventure, the four heroes raided a ship, slaying several creatures and cultists. They got away with a small barrel of magical powder and a mysterious box that gave off an aura that it should never be opened, while at the same time beckoning to show what it has inside. The heroes rented a vault and locked away the mysterious items before leaving port on the ship named The Nettle. Their goal is to sail out several days to map an uncharted island. During the voyage, they spotted a damaged ship off in the distance with a crew waving for help. The captain of the nettle said she recognized the vessel, but something felt a little off about it. The nettle now closes in on the vessel in distress, and the adventure begins. A small rowboat pulls its way across the blue waters of the White Wind Sea. Behind it, the Nettle, the sailing ship it just launched from, and in front of the rowboat, a second ship, this one with sails damaged and whose crew continues to wave for help. Aboard the rowboat is the Nettle's captain and four adventurers. The water is calm. The only sound is the oars Olgrim uses to push the small craft across the water. The five people on the rowboat are there to lend what aid they can to the damaged ship, but are also fully armed and ready for trouble. As far out across the horizon as anyone can see, there is nothing but ocean, these two sailing ships and the small rowboat making its way between them. Elmon the archer shifts uncomfortably, unable to get solid footing. Puck the goblin clings to his wooden seat with a white-knuckled grip and took some coaxing to get on the small craft. Olgrim the Dwarf pulls on the oars, trying not to think about how quickly his metal armor would take him to the bottom of the sea. And Avius the Wizard relaxes comfortably, chatting to no one in particular about how beautiful the day is. Standing at the front of the rowboat, Captain Rolace says to you, We'll lend what help we can and get your voyage back underway. God, these seas are, are at least they're calm for now. You're getting closer and closer to this other ship, looming, towering above you. Ulgrim will increase his pace. Okay. Uh, Elmon will have an arrow knot. And you get closer and closer and closer. Rolay says, uh, I appreciate your help with this, and we'll add more time to your voyage if needed. Quite good, quite good. Of course, Captain, whatever we can do. You can't see the people on the other ship, but you can see as you get very close, multiple long scrape marks along the side of the hull, tearing apart the wood, almost like a giant serrated knife just wedged down and carved into it. Are they parallel or perpendicular? There's maybe four different strikes and they're at different angles. Do they look like they were caused by like another ship? Do yep. they look, okay. You're not uh, much into sailing. This has been the extent of your sailing, but you can even tell, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And you do see some hands high above over the railing throw out a rope ladder that comes tumbling down and slaps against the side as, Olgrim, you bring the rowboat up to the ship. All right, who's up first? The captain holds on to the rope ladder to stabilize it. Well, mm. get, get, get me off this little boat. But Puck heads up the ladder. Puck's up first. Puck, you climb up, you are excited to get away from the waves, and you clamber over the top and onto this vessel. You are greeted by half a dozen sailors that are 
gathered together in a, in a group looking kind of tired, exhausted, and not necessarily happy to see you, but not angry, but they, they look like they've been through quite a bit. The first thing they see is a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump ship. All right, you, Olgram, climb all the way to the top, and by the time you swing your leg over and land on the dock with a heavy thud, you see there are five sailors who have uh, knives and swords drawn pointed at the goblin puck. Hey, what's going on here? Put your weapons down. And while I say that, I draw my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys says, uh, pirates. Not pirates. We're here to help. We're here with Roles. And what about this? He says, pointing his sword at you, Puck. I'm friendly. Finest goblin there is. You're lucky to have him. The only good goblin's a dead one. This one can heal. Heal the wounds I'll put in your side if you keep talking. He puts his sword away, mm. but seems hesitant. Uh, all of them do except for one. A red-haired sailor still has his sword out. So he's a red-haired. Avius, up the ladder with you. <laughs> Uh, give me a boost. <laughs> I cringingly, trying not to see up the robe, uh, uh, <laughs> Gelmon pushes him up the ladder partway. They're especially low turned. today in the warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> this is your low cut. It is. Yeah. It's my it's my summer robe. <laughs> His smoking it's a sailing robe. robe. <laughs> With a thud, everyone is on top. Captain Roles walks over and says, Okana, it's good to see you. One of the sailors uh, shakes her hand. It's good to see you too. We've been through some tough times. I can see that. She points to the sails. There's slash sails, cut rigging. Ship does not look to be in the most functional of capacity. What's the name of the ship? Blessing Bay. One of the soul, uh, sailors looks uh, badly wounded. Uh, Puck will take a look at him. He has a cut, uh, a puncture actually, on his left uh, torso section. He's badly hurt, not critically injured, but pretty hurt. Is it is like a, a blade wound, or can I can I tell? Yeah, I'll make a medicine roll. What happened here, Buck? Nat twenty. You uh, tell me all. <laughs> CSI Puck. <laughs> <laughs> A HUD appears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you look at the wound, and it appears to be some sort of stabbing polearm-type wound. Big, long, nasty spear, military-style weapon that would have maybe minimal presence here on a boat, but then you recognize some spiral section to the cut that looks like it was made by something natural and not man-made. What's your, what's your name, sir? Avil. It's a younger guy. I, I can put some hands on this wound, but uh, what 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 happened? This looks um strange for where we're at. We were attacked. Can can you can you help me? The red-haired sailor has his sword down at his side, but is looming over you, Puck, very closely, watching your every move. And Elmon then has his, you know, arrow knocked and not pointing at the red-haired sailor, but not not pointing at the red-haired sailor either. So can I just do natural medicine or should I, uh, I mean, 
How, how, how good would I be doing that? Or do I It would stabilize him. It wouldn't get him back into shape at all, but it would stabilize him, so you would be confident he wouldn't. I'll, I'll do a level one cure wounds okay. on, on, on him. What does that look like? I want to uh, <laughs> clap my hands, rub them together. Mr. Miyagi-like? The karate Kid. All yeah. right, all right. Uh-huh. Okay. And then uh, some shimmering light's going to come off, uh, come off the my hands. The clouds part. Four points. Four points. That's... Decent enough. The red-haired guy is watching you closely. What are you doing? Healing your friend. I'm healing your friend here. You put your hands on the young man's uh, uh, apple, and he feels a lot better. Oh, thank you. The wound starts to seal up partway, uh, but it's a lot better than it was before. It's okay, he says to the red-haired guy. I feel It's better. It's better. Okana, the guy who's talking to the captain, you hear him. We were attacked. There was a crazy monstrosities, the likes of which we've never seen, come out of the ocean and attack us. Started striking at the boat, partly turned us over. Captain didn't make it. Uh, Avil says, no, it had it had two mouths. The guy, the first officer says, shut your hole. It had hooks, hooks for weird arms, tore through our sails and rigging like they were nothing. Did, did you say two mouths? The uh, young sailor who's wounded uh, nods. What does that matter? Everything in the sea has two mouths. Every dwarf knows this. <laughs> what do dwarves know of sea creatures? Oldrum is not Robert Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Everything is suspicious to Ogrim. The boy says to you, uh, Avius, No, I think it was the strange man we found. He he was saying something about this. Strange, strange man? Shut it! Says the first officer. The beast got the captain, hooked him through the belly, pulling him under the sea. Ship's dead in the water, but we're damn glad you're here. We could use some help if you've got supplies. She says, yeah, we do. I'll help. She helps them really through some morale leadership style stuff, getting him focused again, getting him working and acting again, getting him busy, start tidying up some of the damage that's been done to the ship. Gets you to help uh, pull ropes, unlash things, and then repairs are being done. It's taking time, taking several hours and hammering and sewing. Kind of waiting for an opportunity for the um, for the more loose-lipped gentleman that was uh, offering up more information to be away from the first officer. That would be the younger Avil. All right. And approach him, Avil. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about what happened? On the attack? It was just terrifying. It was black and it was shiny. And that that guy was just taunting it of all things. It was crazy. What guy? That man, the one we picked up. Where did you pick this man up at? We found him in the sea. We thought him dead. We uh, hit him with our hook and he was alive. We were able to bring him up on board. Didn't speak a word, shivered, kept to himself, and they didn't see him, but I did. I saw him on the edge of the boat, yelling and cursing at the sea, and the next thing, there's this huge splashing noise, and then, up in the crow's nest, we get word that something's closing in. And I could see this guy. This guy was still just cursing and cursing at, at, this, at this rising wave coming at us until the last second, and then he bolted. What do you mean, bolted? He took off. Where do you take off on a ship? On another ship. He took our our tender. And you know nothing else about this man? We never saw him. 
until yesterday morning. I don't think that's a coincidence. Several hours have gone by. The ship looks to be in a functioning state. The captain gives some instructions for them on where to head, making sure their navigational equipment's still there and functional. Okana says, thanks for all your help. We'll definitely, we'll definitely owe all of you around for sure when we next see you in port. Look forward to playing some knifey dicey with you. <laughs> the red-haired sailor still looming over Puck with his blade <laughs> out after four hours. <laughs> Climbing back aboard your ship, Captain gets underway and you are heading towards your goal, which is to locate an unmapped island you've been hired to explore. Your goal is to get a detailed map of the shoreline, any large water hazards, uh, explore the interior if there's any time, note any wildlife, uh, wildlife, interesting flora, or any other details. The nettle races off, cutting through the water, sailing the rest of this day and through the night. My question is, as you approach um, this island, who is going to be doing any cartography? Me. Avius. Avius, the cartographer. It is morning of day three as the nettle closes in on a small island. You are just a few miles away and can see this rocky outcropping of the side of this island. And as you get closer and closer, it becomes larger and larger, but still it's not that big of an island. Just a couple miles in uh, diameter. Avius, you've got uh, some scrolls, some papers. They've even brought out a table nearby so that you can- uh, Oh, so Puck doesn't have to bend over anymore? Yeah. <laughs> bend over when <laughs> tying your shoe? <laughs> Nothing to do with mapping. <laughs> you've got some quill and ink, so you've got a uh, setup there. And the boat pulls up alongside. The island is uh, very rocky. It's got shrubs. It's got a bunch of trees, kind of like poplar, white bark style trees everywhere. The, the ground is very irregular. You don't see any beaches at all. It's just a lot of uh, rocky, rough stone cliffs everywhere. And then segmented out from that, the shoreline, there's sections of where the stone just kind of juts out here and there. The rock overall is just kind of soft, if you will. And so the island just getting eroded away bit by bit. The jutting rock, does that look natural or like it maybe was once a pier or something? Totally natural. You could see where there's like a mini peninsula type cliff section that sticks 30 feet out and 30 feet in, it eroded away. So now you have this jutting stone that stands out of the water type of a concept. Doesn't look friendly, but doesn't look unfriendly. It just looks like a uh, natural Galapagos Island style place. That's all. And the ship sails alongside. Make haste, make haste. Um, here, uh, uh, Grim and Elmon, you take the dinghy, uh, the boat, and <laughs> I was gonna say, come along, goblin. <laughs> and and you go and see what you can discover about the interior of the island, while Puck and I uh, sail around the uh, circumference of uh, this beautiful rock, and then we will compare notes. Splash! The anchor crashes into the sea, chains go down, and the ship comes to a stop. Ulgrim has become a master of small craft. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's your job. And uh, everyone climbs on board? Everyone, all four of you going? Only if they're on land. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yes. Uh, All right. Navis. They lower the small boat down, I guess, somehow, with some ropes or something. And it splashes into the water. You're all on board. And, Olgrim, you start rowing off towards this. Oh, all on board. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I thought it was just... All four. Well, since we're stopping, there's yeah. no sense in Puck and I staying on. All right. You row and you row and you row, and finally the cliffs that rise up about 30 feet, these whitish cliffs with green shrubs um, kind of come in around the sides, and your rowboat slides up against some soft sand. Quite a few yards back out to sea, you can see the nettle is anchored there and waiting on whatever your return is. There's lots of rocks that are still big big chunks of rocks that are, you can stand out. You can easily wrap a rope around and keep your boat on, in place and drag it up on the sand, too. So you're good there. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Olgrim is trying to find uh, good footing and passage through or by the rocks to try and... Uh, Eastern our way into the interior. All right, give me a rough idea of the classic marching order. First, Olgrim. Second, Puck. Third, Olgrim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say Avius third. What? And Elmon fourth. Why don't you fourth. ever like me to walk behind you, Elmon? Because I know what you do back there. <laughs> you don't. It's you can't see behind your head. This creepy wizard. <laughs> so who's third? Uh, Avius is third. Avius is third, and uh, Elmon, Elmon's uh, fourth. Yeah. You start hiking and making your way up and climbing around through this island. Shrubs that are slightly barbed, just slightly cut at your legs here and there, although um, most of you guys are armored, so it's not that big of a deal. It's dry. Kind of has this um, arid uh, aridness to the whole situation. Trees uh, get blown around in the wind. You hear birds, but no other sounds, and you just hike throughout the day. And difficult terrain does not slow the party. And you hike well throughout the day. Nice. Led by your ranger, Elmon, he is able to point out some quicker paths. From behind the group. From behind, yeah. He's like, no, Olgrim, that way, no left. Not through the swamp of fire. <laughs> and Elmon, uh, go ahead and make a survival roll. Just a rough overall survival roll. I'm actually glad not to be on this ship anymore. 15. safer here. 15 is nice. Yeah, you do feel good and solid. You're not getting rocked around by the ship and the waves again. It feels good to be on solid ground. With a 15, you make good time. What should take a couple days to get your eyes on a good portion of this island, you actually knock out half of that in the few hours that you guys are climbing around. You avoid any uh, overly strenuous uh, sections, any uh, dangerous sections, and Elman, you lead them on a good path. It is hour three. You've got an hour left of good light available. When Olgrim, you can see off in the distance, about three quarters of a mile away through the trees, you can see a man-made object. Just over the tree line, you can see a wall. That looks like a wall up ahead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's not Cliff. You don't think it's natural? No. Go ahead and make a... Let's see. What would be a good one for this? 
Make Stone a, cunning? Make a, yeah, do that. <laughs> that will apply. Uh, I think that's a... Oh, an eight. Uh, it, it could still be a cliff. You have a total of an eight. Total of an eight. All right. You no clue. It's too far away <laughs> to be sure. Let's try to approach quietly. I'll lead for now. And I'll take the lead and kind of try to guide the group on the quietest paths possible. Avius is now in second in the group. Okay. <laughs> I give him a look back every now and again, kind of quizzically. Avius is just grinning. <laughs> and be advised, you will you have one hour left of good daylight. You will use half of it by the time you get there. Just FYI. I assume the Keep ship won't leave without us. You've got it for like four more days. It'll stay put. We'll be 800 yards from shore, and then she'll be like, all right, everyone off. <laughs> all right, time's up. Or it'll be one of you running out of the trees and running, Jock, start the plane! <laughs> <laughs> You'd better set up camp soon. Let's make it to this wall. Trudge on. Trudge on. It looks not like a good idea. You're, you're not going to make it in time. It's going to be we'll make it in before time. you get there. <laughs> Exactly as Elmont says, though, <laughs> he just keeps picking the perfect course. Oh, okay, that's easy. Okay, we're there. And you're there. In about 30 minutes, what should be really tough terrain, hills and broken rock, and the, the rock around here is kind of soft, so it's um, just everywhere. Limestoney. Yeah. You, you get to this wall. What you see is not just a wall. You see it is a wall that is part of an old lookout tower perched alongside of a uh, cliffside. Oh, so it's already the other side of the island. It's yes-ish. It's on the other side of the island, but it's part of this section where there's a, like a big crevasse, if you will, that cuts in of cliff sides. So you're at this lookout tower is at the the v. At the mouth of the Pac-Man? Uh, yes, at the, the, the mouth of the Pac-Man. There you go. Right nice. In the middle of that is. So that's what you see. It's about four stories high, lots of crumbling stone. Looks like it hasn't been used in a very, very long time. Is the stone from uh, from the island, or was it was it brought here from the island? I'll uh, using my athletics and high dexterity, I'll kind of like climb up to the top of the tower. I assume it's like in disrepair sure at this point. Yeah, so I'll kind of get a higher vantage point and take a look. Okay. Go ahead and make an athletics roll and do it with advantage due to the crumbling stone giving you lots of footholds and handholds. 16. Elmon starts climbing and climbing and climbing. He's climbing up to the second story, towards the third <clears throat> story. Uh, who is in front? O Olgrim? Uh, no, he had taken... He's up the wall, Elman. so who's up in front? That, that'd be me. Alias is now Alias, up in front. You're not behind Alias. Alias, you can see there are four walls. You've seen three of them. The fourth one that faces the cliffside and the ocean below it, about a 30-foot drop. You can see there are it. Uh, the 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 ground itself gets lower towards that crevasse, and there are some stairs that lead back up, if you will, to the base of the tower. Oh, I see some stairs that hmm, look interesting. No, I head that way. Okay. Well, well, well. <laughs> and I trudge along. Hold up. 
Don't leave me, Grim. And I go follow him with my my dwarven friend. Elmond, you are up and on top of the tower. The four stories are a, a thing of long past for this tower. It's the roof is gone. The four stories gone. Most of the floor, the third story is gone, and there's uh a good section of the second story far below you that's there. So you're looking down through what would normally have been multiple floors. Right. And all you can see is a second floor floor, second story floor with some debris and stuff on it, lots of growing shrubs, and then a small hole that leads towards a stairwell down to the ground floor. But it's a climb, if you will, to get down there. How difficult of a climb. Same, same way. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go down that that way just to kind of see what's what's on the inside there, uh, right. stealthily, quietly, elf, elfing, elfishly. You can make an athletics roll advantaged, or you can do it stealthily, not advantaged. I'll take it without advantage. All right. Probably should have gone the other way. That was an eight. With an eight. All right. The three of you, <laughs> we wait for noise. <laughs> the three of you walk along the side of the tower and the ground starts to slope down sharply. Well, if I was using stealth, that would actually be a 10. I'm sorry. No, I was, was assuming athletic. No, no, that was athletic. Okay. Was, All right. Very good then. It was being done stealthily. All right. So the three of you, the ground on the sides goes down sharply towards the crevasse and a 30-foot drop towards the ocean. But as it goes down, it ends in stairs that have been cut out of this limestone, this bright stone that goes back up to the ground level, if that makes any sense whatsoever. And you can start to climb your way. And I believe, Avius, you were leading the way. Yes. Avius climbs and climbs. This doesn't look very safe. And go ahead and make a perception roll, Avius. 19. And just as Olgrim says that, you stop and you point at yourself ahead. The stairs have disintegrated up ahead and are missing from this section. So the stairs go up and up. These white steps cut into the side of this cliff face. There's a big gap of several feet, and then the stairs keep going up. Oh, dear. Uh, It looks like some of the stairs have uh, worn away. Ideas, anyone, anyone, Puck, maybe we can toss you across to the other set of stairs. Uh, that's an option. The waves crash against the the cliffs below. How wide is this gap? This gap is about four and a half, five feet, but the challenge is it's up as well, vertically. Mm. It's not straight across. Oh, by the way, there's one more interesting bit of thing that you perceive you the hear three dragons we didn't you hear the following as elmon you fall and enjoy 2d6 points of damage Ooh. from the fall four four oh, not bad man caught yourself bouncing and you hit a big section of jutting rock at about the two and a half story mark hit awkwardly <laughs> and land and you are now sliding down the rock crumblings and are on the second story floor. Elmon! <laughs> Elmon! What's that, you? Yes, be quiet. I'm fine. You can't see him. You can just hear his voice calling stealthily from several floors up and through several walls of stone. Oh, this doesn't look like a good way we should go around. 
And I'm not tossing my favorite goblin over that. I'll uh, throw a wizard, though. <laughs> but I'm heavier than the goblin. I've already walked away. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Uh, so Is we... there, in fact, does there appear to be, at least to Ulgrim, <gasps> that there's another maybe way around, or do we have to backtrack? There are two paths, the one you're on and the one, the graceful one Elmon took. I'll start venturing towards the path that uh, Elmon took. What about the path he took? It hurts a bit. (laughs) There are some. All the way up and then all the way down. There are trees on the island? There are. Are there any fallen trees? Absolutely. Why don't we grab a couple of fallen trees? Tree log. That's why we bring a wizard. Yeah. Uh, and I'll start hauling some tree over. Okay. Make a, let's do a survival roll for a makeshift bridge construction. Do you want me to do it? or? Actually, I don't want you to do it. You make the bridge, and who's going to go across <laughs> first? <laughs> I think the lightest of us should. <laughs> You make it and you force <laughs> the goblin. Sorry, he going. said he was the lightest, though. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, okay. I said uh, I said Puck is lighter. Yeah, oh, Puck is lighter. I, I, I trust you, Grim. <laughs> like holding the. I uh, don't roll anything yet. Don't roll anything yet, Puck. Uh, Olgrim, go ahead and now as Puck, you step across a couple creaky, <laughs> creaky. Uh, logs that you've laid across, kind of lashed together maybe with some uh, cord. You start walking and walking. The logs start to separate a little bit, and let's see how good of a construction you made. Olgrim, go ahead and make a survival roll, please. Survival roll. Ah! Would have been a 20. No. Don't tell me that. Uh, A 10. All right. The logs start to separate a little bit awkwardly, and you need to make a acrobatics roll. Oh. That's a one. A natural one. So, the logs start to separate. There's three of them, and you, with your left foot, are on the left one. Your right foot's on the right one. They start to V and you lose your footing and you slam right down on your crotch in the middle one. You can enjoy one point of damage and 27 points of shame if you want. (laughs) (laughs) And he is on the log crunched on it, America's Funniest Home Video style, and that log is starting to rotate towards the left. Beneath him, by the way, is about 35, 40 feet of drop with waves crashing against this one. Uh, Am I Olgram there with is, them right now? Not yet. Olgrim okay. is uh, trying to hold and prevent the log from turning and okay. keeping it stable. You've got it totally stable. While Olgrim is doing that, Avius pulls a uh, rope out of his pack. You have rope? We should have thought about this uh, prior. <laughs> <laughs> and hitches the rope around all three logs while Olgrim has them for stable and we get them back together into one. It's not going to be easy for you doing that because you're not the strongest guy. Let's have you do a survival hey. at disadvantage. Survival at disadvantage. Should be great. Negative five disadvantaged. That's oh, wait, that's two. not oh. a... So that'd be 11. 11. 
you have them all lashed up as tight as you could ever imagine them to be. There's like a foot of space between the three. Well, there's, there's you're missing two logs and <laughs> two of the three logs, but they're lashed together. You've got all three logs lashed together. The challenge is that, Puck, you still need to get across and you've now committed Olgram because you've actually wrapped up his right leg into your mess that you've got. It's tight. Oops. But Olgram, <laughs> you kept telling him, just, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. But by the time you lashed it in the end, you got excited and finished that giant bow on the end of your knot. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Olgram, you're kind of caught seeing pieces this. of my equipment going out onto the bridge. Like, what? <laughs> and Puck, you need to make a acrobatics roll. This time you get advantage. Seventeen. And Puck, you're able to pick yourself back up and quickly step across to the other side. <laughs> Can't you shapeshift? <laughs> he becomes a log. <laughs> <laughs> like he a becomes cat, a fish like a and just goes home. Yeah. Athletic cat. Or mm. <laughs> Let's go back to Elmon. Elmon. Roger Rabbit moment. You are on the second floor of this tower. <clears throat> Yay! It is that was easy. Lots, of, <laughs> lots and lots of rubble, and there is a hole for a uh, for stairs that go down to the ground floor. Um, anything on this level? No, just rubble of the ceilings and floors above you that have crashed down over time. Okay. Uh, and while I was up on the third level, I kind of did a little like look around the island. Did I see anything else on the island? Make a perception roll. I guess we should have mentioned that previously. Yeah, okay. uh, natural one. That's awesome. So, no, I'm going to go He pokes with himself no. in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> we need to throw these the dice changes. away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go down to the first floor and try and uh, meet up with the group while keeping an eye out for anything interesting. Okay. You go down towards the open to the stairs. You see the stairs there are missing but you can just hang on to the edge and swing down and yeah. drop down without any trouble. Because athletics seem to be my strong suit yeah. right now, so I'll do that. <laughs> you drop down to the ground floor. This appears to have been an official uh, watchtower from long ago. Right now, it's covered in shrubs. There's even a tree that's kind of growing out of a hole uh, up through that opening as well. It's very um, verdant, if you will. You do see some writing carved into some of the walls. That doesn't mean much to you right now. And head out. <laughs> Danger. Don't step here. <laughs> no elves. Not There's only will you die, but it will hurt the whole time you are dying. Do I recognize the language that it's written in? It is common language. It's just in an old style. What does it say? It is a list and a name of you don't uh, know the, the meaning of. Okay. I'll make a mental note of it if sure. I can and sure, sure. carry on. And you are able to find the front door. Uh, it's an opening, not an actual door. Slip out that door, walk around some bushes that have grown up over some steps, walk down these steps and see Puck happily on the other side of this gap and three logs of which somehow Olgram has decided being tied to them is the tactical building decision. <laughs> I just give a quizzical look and... What did I miss? It's not my fault. <laughs> we have two more to get across. Uh, Avius is climbing over. How do I undo this knot? <laughs> Can I? I want to um, like take my rope and uh, throw one end to uh, to to Grim, and I'm gonna go up and see if I can tie it to something. 
Sure. So that if there is another fall or something, we could at least, like, not even fall to our death. You loop it around some jutting rocks up above, and Olgrim, you have one end of that. Uh, you have the other end of that rope. Avius, you okay. were climbing over mm-hmm. him. Yes. Okay, make a uh, acrobatics with advantage. Fifteen. Fifteen. You gracefully, with your dancer's grace, get across to the other side with ease. Lift up my robe slightly as I tiptoe across <laughs> the logs. And Olgrim, you wrench yourself free. Some of the logs separate more than you'd like. And oh, uh, get is... my rope, please. Get my rope. I uh, try to get some of the rope. Try to get the rope. Sure, but then it would leave you to three flippity-floppity logs again. Oh, no. Oh, the rope stays. Darn it all. Make an oh, acrobatic. Get you roll. another piece later. Ogrom, acrobatics. Acrobatics. Straight? Oh, yes. Could be athletics. No. <laughs> Please? <laughs> Could it be athletics curious? Uh, 11. With an 11, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm on to kind of be there to reach out a hand and try and. He's got a rope too. You yeah, reach out, grab a hand. You've got the rope. With all of that work in mind, you are able to get to the other side. Everyone is there. You've lost just a bit of rope, Avius. Mm. I knew it was a strong bridge. <laughs> and I start trotting up these. Yes. <laughs> and the group is safely there and making your way back up to the tower. On the first floor, it is as I described earlier to Elmon. It's uh, got a lot of shrubs inside, a tree or two growing inside. There's some fading sunlight now as the sun's just starting to begin to set that comes in through the stairwell opening into the ceiling, but there's no stairs anywhere leading up to it. Let's camp here for tonight. We'll head back in the morning. All right. All right. Uh, Sounds sounds good. Chopping up some of the shrubbery and making a fire. Okay. About maybe 15 minutes into the camping of cutting up shrubbery, you cut up some shrubbery and see that there is a secret hole in the floor right here. And make a survival roll, please. There seems to be a passage here underneath the shrubs. Ah! Um... Or? Nope. The hole disappeared! (laughs) It has no meaning. (sighs) You have... Start you're grabbing some shrubs, some kindlings, some stuff, and all of a sudden you start lifting, and then a big section lifts off, and you can see underneath is a darkened hole with more of these white limestone steps that descend into the cliff itself. Using uh, oh, sorry, I was just saying using dark vision, just looking in. Do I see anything? Nope. Just descending stairs. Ogram does the same thing. Well. I pull out a torch and uh, use my cantrip to light it. All right. There's bright light. Probably the first bright light this tower's seen in a long time. But are we here to camp or are we going to go explore? Who's ready for adventure? And a story point. (laughs) (laughs) Vague reference to previous game systems. (laughs) Well... I say we're here. Let's let's go down. After right, you. 
after you, looking at Olgrim. Well, sure, favorite terrain for a dwarf. <laughs> uh, and uh, well, with party in agreement, then I'll I'll descend. However, I will not have a torch. I will just rely on my vision alone. Normal vision. Normal, dark vision. Okay, his torch light is probably going to counter. Oh, okay. Then I will go with a torch or some. So then you don't have a shield? I have a shield. Well, it's on my back, but yeah. Or you can just let someone else carry the torch behind you. Yeah, I got the, well, you're in shit, but (laughs) I got the torch. Stick it on a pole. (laughs) Okay. It's like I'll, a tiki I'll torch. Go down shield and sword. <laughs> Tied to my spear. Someone else yeah. with a torch. All right. He takes his first step and snap. A trap gets let loose at your ankle. Make a dexterity roll. Dex roll. Dex save. Sorry. Dex, dex save. save. 17. You hear snap. You quickly take your foot out and a John Rambo, but only two foot long little slice of wood with wooden stakes attached to it goes sliding across that step section to hit anyone's foot as they go through. It shatters against the far side, and you take no damage whatsoever. Be careful, Grim. There might be traps here. What do you think, huh? Avius now has both arms wrapped around Elmon. (laughs) (laughs) Unhand me. (laughs) The torch goes out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, watch your step. Down into the darkness you Down go. Down into the darkness. And I'm doing this kind of one foot fall and then take it back. One foot fall. <laughs> Very <take it> <laughs> slowly down into the darkness. I've got Olga first. The fleet-footed dwarf. Who's second? Uh, Puck, Puck is... is second with the torch. Who's third? Avius. And then fourth, bring up the rear, <gasps> yep. is Elmon. Got it. You descend. Are down. these uh, uh, like steeply descending or very gently descending? Fairly steep. Fairly steep. Gotcha. Okay. Especially for a dwarf. <laughs> which means they're average. Um, you descend down maybe 15 feet or so and find yourself in a boxy cut room that's a little tall, a little narrow, and inside is a bunch of old rusty suits of armor in a pile. We're talking some splint mail, even a couple suits of plate mail. They've been worn down by years and years here in the ocean. And there's a bunch of rusty weapons in another pile. Uh, maces, flails, some swords. They're so bad, though, if you think you pick one up, it would just start to bend and, and come across and fall apart, I mean. And in this weird basement storage type area, you see two paths that lead out of here. These paths are not like the stairs you just came down. These paths appear to be dug out with tools as opposed to a nice clean cut that's more rough, like miners trying to quickly uh, make their way through the stone. There's a path that heads off to one direction where you can hear the sound of ocean, and there's a path that heads deeper down into uh, further darkness. Two questions. Yes. Uh, Can Olgrim uh, determine with his smithing knowledge, number one, uh, the type of creature that these pieces of mail were designed for, and two, is there anything that he can take as scrap or something useful? 
They're, these were designed for human-sized people. Humans are elves. Okay. And make a history roll. Humans. Or elves. We'll know more the deeper we go. Uh, history will give me 19. You recognize this as an old imperial style. You've seen this before only in books. Sorry, 21. Actually, I didn't add Smith. Okay. It's very old. Um, there's nothing useful here at all. You can't even, the scrap purposes are just old, copper, coppery, rusted looking stuff now. And you said imperial? Old Imperial. So the city you came in, the country you adventure in is part of a large empire. The city tallest that you just set sail from a couple days ago is part of that empire, but is so big and so far away from the seat of the empire, it's kind of isolated and its own thing. So it's got uh, Olgrim is just standing there picking with his sword through various pieces. Mm, Old Imperial. And uh, after prying through and not really finding anything, I begin to march down one of the leftmost tunnels. So which one of the two? There's one where you can hear the sound of the ocean that kind of goes level, and there's another one that descends uh, further into darkness and goes at a steeper angle down. Uh, descends further into darkness. Okay. Descends. It's a little tighter than before. And which is fine for you, but the taller uh, human and elf, you gotta bend down just a little bit. Bend over. Bend down. Elmon. Bend down. <laughs> I'm bending the knees. <laughs> you walk down this corridor <clears throat> for just a little bit of time where Olgrim, as you step into a small chamber, it looks like another crisp, clear cut, square, boxy room as though you've got old fashioned construction with makeshift mining to connect it. And you can you can get a sense from your stone cutting that the older style's been here for a long time, but the little tunnel you just came through might be uh, a decade or two old versus 50, 60, 100 years old of the other stuff. In this room, does it seem to have a purpose? Yes, it sure does. You don't know what its original purpose was before, but right now it's got lots of matted little piles of leaves and brambles and bushes set up in several different piles for someone to sleep. And it looks relatively fresh and smells relatively not so fresh. There's something around here. Place to sleep, place to get out these tunnels, freshly dug, or, well, relatively. I hear nothing. Stop making all that noise. And I proceed. Actually, no, I try to uh, uh, examine the bedding okay. and see what it could possibly be. Yeah, what be. size is the bedding? Hairs. That it's kobolds. Is it just one bedding versus many? That kind of thing. There are a dozen and a half, two dozen different little bedding sections that right. you see. It's a decent sized room. Uh, Ogrim starts searching one as he's 
moving towards the um, the other the egressing tunnel. Bug covered. It's nothing fancy. You don't want to be anywhere near it. Doesn't smell good. It's just a mass of brambles and bushes put together that makes the hard stone somewhat. Okay. Uh, continue on. Sleepable. <clears throat> Continuing on, there is another rough-hewn cut of a corridor that leads out of this room. As you walk down this corridor, you see something up ahead, Olgram. You see a spoon hanging from a thin cord right about chest level. Right next to it is a pot hanging from a cord. Not far from that, you see some metal bar you see a grill of some sort. You see dozens of objects swaying within each inches of each other, all of them metallic in nature in this corridor. Gotta get low. They are lightly clinking against each other every so often. There's a slight breeze still coming from behind you, probably from that oceany path you did not take. I get down on my stomach and start shimmying under these items. To right. cast a spell. <clears throat> uh, pass without trace. A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection. For the duration, it's a uh, concentration spell. Uh, okay. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. That is significant. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, a creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of I just purposely passage. stand up and start smacking. <laughs> <laughs> run, run straight. <laughs> Cast that spell, and if you would, put your concentration token up in the yep. middle of the table, too, so we know. All right, what, kind, what level spell was that? Uh, level two. Our first level two spell cast. You cast Pass, pass Without Trace? Pass Without Trace. All right. Olgrim, you feel lighter on your feet. You feel as though everything's a little bit more quieter and subdued in your actions, but not necessarily the world around you. You still hear the loud clinking, but you seem to pass much more easily, and you um, still going to crawl around on your belly? Crawl around on my belly and shimmy past these okay. uh, particular items. You crawl around on your belly and find yourself army man shimmying forth and getting yourself a little bit covered in fecal matter. Gross. It goes with the territory. And Gross. Have gotten to the other side of <laughs> I this. Do, I do the full, <laughs> the full predator. <laughs> oh, oh, on your face. Great. They won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> or smell you. <laughs> and he's on the other side. Puck, you're next. I'll trudge through it. In in what way? <laughs> you're going down like him, or are you just going through these little hanging things? Yeah, I'm just going through them, because okay. I can't. Make a stealth roll, disadvantage because of these crazy things dangling, but then you get to add your plus 10 to the disadvantaged roll, because of your spell. Uh, natural 20. But disadvantage. No, it's disadvantage. Oh, disadvantage. Uh, 16. Model. With the plus 10? Yep. All right. Oh, no, stealth. 17. The other two follow. Same thing. Yeah, I'm not getting down on the ground, but... uh. (laughs) They're all just going to (laughs) follow Olgrim and look at you as you're still laying there next to them. (laughs) So roll two, disadvantage, add plus 10 to your stealth. Get a one and a one. 14. 
Okay, and let me know if it's a natural one. At uh, 19. Okay. I have like plus 15. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. With ease, especially with the uh, druidic magic from Puck, everyone reaches the other side, smelling great, <laughs> refreshing, except for Olgrim, <laughs> who stands up. It's like glopping off him. <laughs> pressed into my chainmail. It's just, oh, keeps cheese whizzing its way off. <laughs> that is delightful. Oh. As you get up, Olgrim, and trying to clean yourself off and get your bit of your um, composure back, you... Respect. You hear it out of your beard. a bit of a growling behind you and notice your friends are all looking behind you, which is the way you're going. You just have your back to it for the brief moment. And you turn around and can see in the torchlight the flicker of eyes. Small eyes, eyes low to the ground. Your vision with your combination, your dark vision and the torchlight that just catches it. You see a small creature, a two and a half to three foot tall creature, muscular-ish for its size and dragonish in its shape with a kind of a Dalmatian-ish snout, but um, pointed kobold. snout. And it is indeed a kobold. This one appears to be not so <laughs> naturalistic than the others. He is much more armored and has a makeshift shield as well. And he growls and hunkers low and is waiting for a split second to strike just for just the right moment. Uh, very carefully eyeing this creature and drawing my weapon from its sheath. The creature charges down the corridor straight at you and let's roll initiative. Puck, you're up first. Oh, goody, goody. Frostbite. Okay. He needs to make a constitution save. Oh, that's right. Okay, his constitution save is coming. Uh, 11. Uh, he takes two damage and has uh, a disadvantage on its next attack. And what kind of damage was this? Uh, cold. Cold damage. He is going to enjoy a little bit less as he is slightly resistant to cold and you notice his hide underneath that armor is slightly white-tinged. He's got a little bit of white dragon in his blood, if you will. And he, uh, what did you say with the, what was the secondary effect? Uh, disadvantage on his next attack. Got it. That did not, that was a tickle to that guy. That's fine. Got the it. disadvantage is huge. Elmon, you're next. So would you say that he is then below his maximum hit points now? He is just <laughs> as slight below as you could possibly be. Then a... 99.9%. Uh, very quickly, bow comes up, arrow streaks out. This is the first arrow shot of the game. Oh, good gosh. And that would be a uh, 23. 23 is shoot, you hit right through his armor. And then the damage would be 17 total damage with with the Colossus. Because um, I, I, I rolled double sevens plus three to my damage, and then the Colossus is an extra 1d8. So 18. So 17 points of damage. Wow. That arrow strikes hard. He's still standing. He's still in the fight, but they're just this surprise. And it kind of 
stops halfway through, that's a huge, huge blow. <clears throat> Next is a kobold running out from underneath the ding, 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 from behind through all the metal things comes a smaller kobold charging into the back line and is going to strike at Puck. Puck, you do ha- you are aware of him coming, so you do get your full armor class. Wouldn't he actually come through Avius and I to get to Puck? No, I've got you guys all kind of okay. roughly all jammed together all right, here. Very good. As you were mock- making fun of Olgrim as he was coming. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so <laughs> we all gathered in a big circle. Concentrating on the pass without trace, right? Yes. Yep. Your dex point? Yep, yep, yep. The kobold, where is he at? Here he is. There he is. Comes running up quickly and stabs at you with a dagger, Puck. Stabs at Puck. This This is a small kobold from behind. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, six, as I'm assuming a miss versus your armor class. Six. Oh, yeah, miss. Okay, he swings and misses. Next up is... (laughs) Avius. Another kobold who comes running in. Side by side from behind, underneath the area you came with the dangling bits, he strikes at Elmon with a 21. Yeah, that's going to be a hit. He stabs you. Hold, 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 hold. There's a bonus. He also gets excited and invigorated. One of these guys against you is not a big deal. You just got to pay attention. Two of them, three of them, four of them against a single person becomes dangerous because they start to swarm. He actually gets advantage. I'm going to see if I can get a critical hit out of this. He does not. He still hits you, though, and stabs you for four points of damage. Olgrim, you're up next. Uh, All right. Uh, You've got two in the rear, and you've got one, the armored one, in front of you. (laughs) That's how he likes it. Two in the rear. (laughs) Ow. Um... Uh, charging down the <laughs> one in front of me, seeing that the other two are small, Olgrim doesn't feel like they're too much of an issue. All right, you charge headlong straight into this guy. You're right up in front of him. And Just enough room to swing. <gasps> Have you seen the picture sword here? I, I think that's pretty accurate for oh, him. that one. Very World of Warcraft. Very, <clears throat> very, very, very. Uh, is it uh, 21? Is a hit. And five. Five what? Damage. What type of damage? Slashing. Got it. Another big slice you cut through and take a chunk out of his shield with that hit and cut into a bit of bone as well. He's still standing. Next up, another kobold racing in from the rear, diving through that crazy little sound trap, is able to climb over his friends. This one's going to attack Avius also gaining advantage from all the friends that he has there. He strikes with a 20, which is a hit for four points of damage as his dagger sinks itself into Avius. Speaking of which, Avius Katorum, it is your turn. Is four points? Yes, four points. Um, <clears throat> Avius, shocked, puts his hands up into the air and does this disco thing. <laughs> And casts Earth Armor on himself. All right. That's a full action? It's a full action. And what does Earth Armor do? Earth Armor then uh, increases my armor class to 15. Great. And, um... I think that's it. That's that end. But also, because I cast Earth Armor on myself, Arcane Ward also 
kicks in. Oh, your first arcane ward. And what does that do? Arcane ward. Um, I've not used this before. Not yet. Um, the ward has hit points equal to twice uh, my level plus my intelligence modifier. So, what's your intelligence modifier? Uh, two. Plus two. So your level so, is three. So that's eight uh, temporary hit points that are going to be taken <coughs> first. Excuse me. Eight, yes. Eight temporary hit points that are going to be taken first. Great. You've got that going. You still have a bonus action or a move if you want. Um, and then I will move. Ooh. You're kind of in this narrow corridor. Three of them are at the rear of your group. One is facing Olgrim in the front of the group. I'll move up uh, next to Grim. Okay, so you're safely in the middle section. Yep. All right, next up is a fourth kobold charging in from the rear. Clambers over his friends. He is going to attack the elf, Elmond. With advantage, that is a 13, Elmond. Uh, that would be a miss. Right. I have a AC of 14. Strikes and strikes, but he is a little latecomer, a little too excited. He misses. and He's always there. The last to go is this larger kobold up front. He has his shield ready. He moves to the side briefly and attacks Olgrim with a big 17. He has disadvantage. Oh, he has disadvantage. Yeah. 10. Ten would certainly not make. And how long does that disadvantage last? Till his next attack. Oh, that was it. No, no, no. Read the, I need to know the exact ruling. <laughs> For all matter. eternity. Whoa. I know. It may matter. Disadvantage on its next attack roll until the end of its next turn. So one attack, right? Because yeah. he has a second attack coming. Mm. And he hits you with a seventeen, Olgrim. Uh, Olgrim blocks it. Outright. Wow. That's his spear. Easily blocked aside. It is a new round. Puck, you're up. Uh, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on our uh, uh, our elf. You've got to be within touching distance, and you are. I good. am, yeah. Cast away. How much is the heal? Nine. It's a good heal. Cool. And don't forget, you can upgrade some of those spells mm-hmm. if you need to. Yep. That's All right, you have a move and a bonus action if you need it. Yeah, bonus action. I'm going to disengage. Uh, that's a full action. Nope. Oh, Not that's for... right. You're goblin. Yeah. I always forget. So you're disengaging and falling back a bit? Yeah. Okay. But you have to cackle madly to do it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Elmon. So am I like in melee range of all three of these guys You now? were s- side by side with your friend <laughs> taking on four kobolds when your friend just goes, ha ha! And runs away. Alrighty then. Um, Avius did the same thing, apparently. So I assume my bow would be with disadvantage, right? Correct. Oh, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. All right, you're going to point blank shoot a dude. Yep. Wow. Wow. 11. 11? You shoot and your arrow clatters around and... uh, after a split second, you hear a, a pan go, ding. <laughs> it is a mess. 
Uh, and then I will kind of using, I guess, my bonus action will just try to maneuver. You can have, you, he has that special ability. I know I can't disengage, but I'm just trying to maneuver them so that they can't like get behind me. That sort would be of your thing. move. Yeah, you can just. Yeah, I'm like, sure. like I'm not trying to like disengage. I'm just trying to prevent them from like getting behind me. Sort of thing is like, like maybe smack them with my bow or whatever. Right. Or trying, trying to keep them in front of me. Both of them are going to. Two of them are going to attack you right now, Emma. Okay. One of them uh, strikes with his dagger for 12. Nope, that's a miss. The other one strikes with a 20. Swing and a hit. Second one is able to get purchase. He actually clambers onto your leg a little bit and just goes, stop, 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 and gets you for four <laughs> he points did of what? damage. Four points of uh, piercing damage. Olgrim, you're next. All right. Uh, following through, we have this. Uh, he's sticking me with a spear. Uh, so Olgrim is is flailing about and trying to get uh, some purchase on this guy. Ooh. That is 23. Is a hit. Uh, 10 points of slashing damage. As a significant hit. Nice. He is hurting. He's alive. He is bloodied. He's not done much so far. Uh, he's <laughs> took a big blow, especially that arrow shot and that disadvantaged attack. Olgrim, you still have a bonus and or a move available to you. Um, the current arrangement there, that's fine. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm just preparing for the next attack. Okay. Next up is... What are we doing? I could use some help over here. Elmont says as another kobold strikes at him. With a 14. That's it. For four points of damage is another slice and a cut. You are just being just destroyed back there. However, not too far away from you in, in between these two lines of attack is Avius, and it is your turn. You've got your friend uh, Olgrim up front going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the big guy, and then four guys in the rear of your line attacking uh, Elmont. Can I see Can I see behind the four cobalt? You here? Behind hmm? him? Yeah. Then I would like to use my bonus action of Misty Step Okay. to um, get behind them undetected. Okay. Keep in mind, you only have so many spells per day. Ow. You still have that pa pass without a trace is still... Well, is it? It's the middle but, of combat. It's going to yeah. be really hard to yeah. stealth in the middle of this situation right here. Just keep in mind, there, there's okay, still never mind. a lot to go. I'm going to go after the big guy up here with Olgrim. Okay. So, um, let's do... Firebolt. Firebolt. Launch. Let's see. You have to remember... Ogrim has heard your cries. <laughs> so. Seventeen. Seventeen is a hit. For two points of damage. One second. Actually. Yeah. Looking something up here. One moment. 
There we go. Um, what was the damage one more time? Two. Two. Uh, light bit of damage. You heard him. He uh, cries out a little bit. Still, still kicking. Fire damage. He takes all of that fire damage. Avius dies. Avius, <laughs> you're done. I didn't know if it's since he was a cold creature. Maybe it did. This kobold here is going to go past you, Elmon, and strike at Puck. You could do an opportunity attack if you had a melee weapon out, but you do not. It's a melee weapon opportunity. I just hit him with my bow. I could, but uh, we would say there's a risk of you damaging your bow. Oh. Got an arrow in your hand. Right? <laughs> Go after an eye. Uh, pass <laughs> on right. damaging my bow. He goes past. However, he does not get the advantage of his friends being nearby helping. He strikes at you with a 13. Uh, that's, uh, that's a hit. He gets through your armor and stabs you for a four. <laughs> and stabs you. The lead kobold going toe-to-toe with Olgrim attacks no longer affected by any crazy cold magic. He strikes at you twice with a spear. A bold overhead strike is an 11. And then a sneaky underhanded strike is a 23. That'll make purchase. And that is four points of piercing damage. Puck, you're up. Jeez. What am I going to do with this guy? just a scratch. You've got three kobolds in the rear, one in the middle of your ranks, and then the badly wounded uh, armored one up front. Yeah, but I got a guy right on right on me. Um, and uh, please. Well, Elf is not doing great. Um, I am going to heal wounds on uh, on Elmon. Cure wounds? Or cure wounds, okay. excuse me. Yeah, you're close to Elmon. It's five, buddy. Alrighty. <laughs> and you have a move or a bonus action, or are you good? Um, can I disengage from that guy? You sure stabbing yep. you? Yeah. <laughs> Pulling it out, it gets healed, he's like, nah! Exactly. <laughs> Elmon, you're up. You've got one guy behind you, three kobolds in front of you. Um, I just taking again point blank arrow at one of the like like the one that stabbed me multiple times. <laughs> okay. I'm just like very angry at him. It's hard to do with your point blank range. A natural one is a shot and a miss. And Elmon's having uh, some challenges here. You guys have left the ranged guy yeah. alone at point blank. Anything else you want to do with your move or bonus action? Uh, I'm, I'm going to... Avius, I need help! Okay. The kobold, who has been hitting you repeatedly, strikes at you with a 14. Um, Elmon, you've been hit again for four points of damage. Another one races past. Just, just leave it at that number. Yeah. <laughs> and strikes at you, Puck. And with advantage, has an 11. Nope. So now there's two in the rear and two up front of these kobolds, and Olgrim, you're up. All right. Uh, Taking another swipe at this heavily armored. 
Terrible damage. Uh, uh, 24 to hit. Is a huge hit. Uh, Four slashing damage. Four slashing damage. How do you want to end this guy? Uh, It is not very cinematic. It is a quick jab where I know his heart's going to be, puncturing armor and fur and dragon hide, (laughs) whatever it is, Uh, and then quickly turning around and diving into the fray here, leaving him to crumple honorless to the ground. All right, you're diving into the middle two here? I'd also like a big pile of feces below him, too. Just <laughs> falls into that. <laughs> Just out of spite. Just slips into that. It gives out a... And dies. Uh, and I charge my way into the fray there, pushing through... Pushing through middle two kobolds okay. to the back two kobolds. You will draw some opportunity attacks. Yeah, I know. Okay. Opportunity attack coming at you with a eight and a second one, <clears throat> a 21. 21 will make it. You have been hit. One, you leap right past. The other one stabs you as you leap over him and get you in the foot for four points of damage. Four points of damage. However, you are now in the rear. And as you boldly join the rear, the guy who just stabs you in the foot that you left behind attacks your wizard friend. Uh, I'm not done. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. You still going? <laughs> yeah, I'm still what going. What are you doing? I, I'm summoning my inner dervish, and I am going yet again. Oh, with a bonus action. With a bonus action. Action surge. <clears throat> action surge. And you're striking? Uh, striking at uh, one of the... Two that I had passed. So they're two behind me, but I'm attacking inwards. Here. Okay, so as you leap over, the guy stabs you, but you're swiping down swiping at him. Swiping back down Got at him. Uh, let's see, that's a nine. Is a miss. Oh, that would have been sweet. That's too bad. Okay, you've landed on the other side. Uh, and then in so doing, no, I don't do that. Okay. And then I've landed on the other side. And you have a bonus action available? <clears throat> uh, is to land with a thud. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> You've landed on the other side. Avis, you were being attacked by the one that just stabbed him and avoided its death. And it is totally confused by everything that's just going on. They're just flying, flailing dwarfs, screaming at him. And it <laughs> tries to attack you, but it's totally caught off guard and doesn't do a good job of it. And Avius, it is your turn. There are two between you, in your middle, in the between your middle group, and you've got two in the rear of your group. We'll do, um... Let's do Firebolt again. Firebolt? At whom? At the one uh, closest to me, the one facing me. Okay, that'll be at disadvantage because it's a ranged. Oh, he's that close? Yeah, because he just they just attacked you. Oh, what about the two? It'll still be disadvantage. Because there's There's just someone right in your face, yeah. Or cast a spell that does not require it, um, which... I think your arc lightning doesn't have any rolls involved. Or just take your chance with disadvantage. I don't have that one chosen. I didn't memorize that one today. Don't listen to me. I'm just some stupid fighter dwarf. 
Um, He's got a really good accent. <laughs> okay, okay. Arc Lightning will happen <laughs> at... Um, Big Arc Lightning's coming out. I've used Earth Arc. Okay, Arc Lightning is going to happen at level two. And Puck, you got hurt, so you need to make a uh, concentration check. Just a flat, flat roll. Uh, constitution save, ten or higher, is your target. Nope. Okay, you uh, lose your pass without a trick. With your save? No, it's a ten. You got it. Yeah. You maintain concentration. So Arc Lightning is for uh, darts now because I'm using it in uh, level two. So you're cranking it up to a level two, and how are you using these? Let's do two and two. At, at which one? At the ones closest to yeah. each one. Yeah. Okay. Hey, get those. Goes to roll eleven. Yeah, roll two roll groups. Two. Okay. We know which one goes to which kobold. Okay. This is a big level two. Wait, I don't even have to roll that. Okay, to one kobold. Is six points of damage. Lightning zaps it dead in an instant. Add two to your value. Oh, the eight. The eight. Dead. Next one. Next one. Seven. Dead as well. Yeah. Lightning goes flying out at point blank range, frying these guys like the. Empire from Star Wars, and they just <laughs> shriek and shrivel and become a smoking mess at your feet. Big spell. Woohoo! <laughs> that guy's His dead. rope that comes apart dead. as his arms go <laughs> up. Fuck, you're up. There are two kobolds left at the back of the group. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, cast Ice Knife. A 14. 14 is a hit, and what what happens on that spell? Um, I create a shard of ice, and I fling it at one creature within range, make a range spell. On a hit, the target takes one d10 piercing damage, takes one damage, but then the shard explodes, and the target and each creature within five feet of the point where the ice exploded must succeed in a dexterity saving throw or take two d6 cold damage. You've got friends there. Each creature. I'm going to take that back. I got a lot of decks. So I don't care. I, I don't. <laughs> um, you got a lot I'll just of do, I'll, I'll do frostbite. Okay. So Dexter, uh, constitution saving. Got it. Here it comes. Don't forget to track your spells. He ignores the hell out of that. Yeah. Good. Next up is Elmon. Okay. Um, again, sticking with my master plan, uh, we'll knock another arrow. And continue to point blank fire. Point blank fire. Disadvantage. I am. Also, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. Uh, that's going to be a 14. Is a hit. And is he at max hit points yes. right now? Yes. Okay. They have not been wounded as at all. As unfortunate as that is, he will take four points of piercing damage. Four points of piercing hurts him as you uh, attach him to the floor with your arrow. <laughs> You hit him right in the foot. He is still alive and screaming. Since he's attached to the floor, can I disengage without uh, drawing a reaction? From him, yes, but there's another one right next to him. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'll stand. Stay, stay put. At, of which the unwounded one is going to go and attack Olgram. 
And actually, it is going to not do that. It is going to disengage with its action and start running away down through the dangling pots and metal crap. Ding, 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 and leaving its staple to the floor friend behind. What would any of you like to do now at this point? This uh, thing is at your mercy. That would be another bow shot right. uh, at the one, one fleeing. Step. Oh, we can take the one fleeing. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. You can take a shot. No, not at disadvantage now. That would be a 17. It is a hit. Can you take him down? He's unwounded. Oop. Well, that's uh, seven points of damage. It is a kill. You fire through the grate. Your arrow goes through. Clings off a couple of the things and just... <laughs> and, and all you hear in the darkness down that hallway is... Bling! I like to think your arrow didn't even hurt him. You just uh-huh. shot a pot off the wall and it knocked him off. <laughs> and Olgrim, right in front of you is a kobold who is stapled to the floor with an arrow. Uh, I end him judiciously. 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 And how does that how does that occur? Uh, the camera pans low, so it's facing me, uh, this rage-filled face, as my shield rises over my head and I bring it hard down on top of it. Ooh. Why do you have to use your uh, extra thingy? Uh, because I'm going to heal. Oh. <laughs> While I'm doing that. I'm uh, spending my second wind. Second wind to get some health back? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, who does... He plus three. Uh, ten points of damage back to me. <laughs> Other than Olgrim, the rest of you are a bit tired, a little exhausted, but the battle and carnage is over. However, any sense of awesomeness of past without a trace of silence is long since gone due to the chaos of battle. The corridor, you can return back out the way you came. It's climbing up, there's still the... Uh, sound of ocean passage never went, or you can continue down this corridor where you were originally going. Well, let's, um, uh, I, we're going to loot the bodies, I assume. There's nothing of value on this. Not even on the big guess, kobolds. Nope. Mm. This whole place is infested with kobolds. I don't know if we want to keep wandering around. Uh, a little further. Where'd they come from? How'd they get here? Well... I'm curious, I'm curious. Let's see, we continue forward a little bit. Did you add this to your map? Well, why, quite certainly, we might even get a bonus. (laughs) He's been mapping the whole battle. (laughs) (laughs) He's got each cobble with an X on there as well. (laughs) All right, we move forward. And uh, not torch in hand, but making sure everyone's back in line. Back in line. Before we go, I am going to cure wounds on myself. Do we need the rest? Oh. Do you want me to do I can do that. We could take I mean, a few I have moments. Three spells, so. Okay. I mean, I'm fine. Wow, a little cure wounds from the ranger. Two. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious, we know what cure wounds looks like from a shaman druid perspective. What does it look like from a ranger perspective? Uh, far less dramatic. It's just. Uh, Especially because I don't really believe in in, in religious inc- incantation, so I just kind of um, you touch the shoulder of the wounded person and say, "Come on, you're fine. Let's go." It, pretty much, okay. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's argumentative it's, healing. It's encouraging coaching <laughs> is the name of the spell. <laughs> don't be a wussy. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, it's one d eight plus one, so one additional point. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's 
there's no fanfare about it. I just kind of touch the wound and um, encant some, uh, you know. It sounds like a sad harmonica. Yeah, in an arcane (laughs) word. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) How how long uh, does the wizard's armor last? It lasts eight hours. And there's no concentration on that, right? There's no concentration. That's what's really powerful about it. And eat. But you're annoyingly in a sphere that you can't <laughs> just roll them. Do you have to roll push me. you through tunnels and stuff. <laughs> All right, Elgrim, you walk forward, leading the group. Right behind you is Puck with the torch. The rest of the group is behind them. You... Did we need the rest? I'm fine. Mm. Okay, Oops. we press on. Mm. Unless no, mm. pressing on. It doesn't take long before this corridor empties out into another one of those nice, sharp, earlier constructed rooms. You get the sensation, particularly Olgrim with your stonework knowledge, that these kobolds have spent years digging between rooms they could not find. Like the whole place has been crumbling over time. They couldn't find the normal routes between, so they've carved and dug their own tunnels into this old fortress, if you will, um, of its under underground sections. This section, you're not quite sure what its purpose was. Right now, it's a horrific smelling kobold trash heap. Just mounds of terrible dead things and fecal matter and skins of things. It smells awful. You want to roll around in this too, Grim? I was avoiding traps. (laughs) Says that all the time. Comes out of the outhouse covered in stuff. I was, I was, I was avoiding, avoiding traps. It was a trap. I swear. It was a big trap. It was a hole in the ground. I was avoiding it. <laughs> That's a trap to a dwarf. <laughs> um. Of note here are two things. Those of you who are here in a more academic nature can see there are three unusual flag symbols. The purpose of which you're not sure, but transcribing them down onto any map-related stuff might be of interest. I think these are quite interesting. Maybe of value to your employer. Those of you here in a tactical sense see that there is a kobold in this room. <laughs> he has arrived in this small trash chamber, and there's uh, there's a couple ways out from here as well, but he came down one of these other chambers right as you guys did. So it's like Olgram, you and this little guy both arrive at the same time. And it's a kobold and he's got his dagger and he's kind of just, just just staring at you. I move as though I don't see him. <laughs> With torchlight coming in right behind you. Yep, I move like I don't see him. I'm... And he leaps and attacks you and succeeds catching the aware, unaware Olgrim by not surprise. Not surprise. And you are struck for uh, the same four points of damage that has had before, and he cuts into you. He does not get any uh, pack advantage because he's the only guy in this fight. I am not going to involve a massive initiative roll. Um, so you may take an action, Olgrim. Okay. What are you going to do? I, I think it's going to... Oh, I'd have my sword out. Yeah, it's going to be slashing at Slice this. Slice away. Uh, 12. Is a hit. Uh, 4, slashing. Is a bad, brutal wound, and the creature squeals and dives into a five and a half foot tall mound of trash. As he's diving, an arrow streaks out. Go for it. 
He's diving through the air. And and the arrow goes somewhere randomly uh, with a natural one. Mm. Maybe. Or it goes somewhere purposefully. Right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> with a natural one, the arrow flies, hits the trash heap. You lose your balance slightly, and you stumble into a different mound of... No, 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 no. Goop. <laughs> 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 Puck, you want to do something real fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to put my spear through that mound of trash. He's avoiding traps. All right. (laughs) Make your roll. (laughs) 16. He's wiggling in the trash like a cat under a blanket, so you can kind of make out where he's at. You stab at it. Uh, For six points of damage. That is five more than he had. My you first spear st- kill! <laughs> Your first spear kill. You stab and stab and stab, and finally Puck stops. Is he still and stabbing? Out <laughs> his fish Corks. catch of a kobold. Just clap him on the shoulder. Good job. Did you one. see that, Mr. Grimm? Did you see that? That's very good, very good, very good. <laughs> Don't get cocky, kill me, cocky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just envision him, he's poking this trash, and kobolds are just flying out of this thing. <laughs> From here, back the way you came, there is also a sound you can hear of a man crying out loud. (laughs) From the wall to your left, there's brambly moss-covered wall to your left, and from where this kobold came is a corridor that goes up, one of these carved tunnels that goes up, and who's closest up front? Probably Olgrim again, I'm guessing. You can just barely see as you hear that crying sound from your left, straight ahead on this on this tunnel that goes up, you see an a, a, a whitish light, which you haven't seen any light except for your own torches. You see a whitish light maybe 30 feet up this tunnel that disappears as you see a metal door slam shut up there. <laughs> what would you like to do? So there's two things happening? Two things happening. You hear a sound uh, at a wall to your left, and then there's a tunnel Up straight ahead, ahead with the door. Uh, that, with the door that had some light behind it that got closed. Uh, Puck wants to explore the the human or the cry of, for help. What it sounded like, and how so? Uh, so is it a wall? You said there were some brambles. Can I clear the way? I'll use my spear to kind of like clear. With the kobold oh, still like on the end. <laughs> Yes. Why well, think he's a broom at this point? And he's still alive. Oh. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, you swipe across at the moss-covered brambles. You cut sections off, and you see there is a hole behind the moss. It's a small hole, much smaller than before. You, Puck, would be on your hands and knees. That's how small it is. The rest of them would be literally pulling themselves on their belly. And you can see this little dark hole that goes... Uh, You've got some dark vision, though, right? I do. You can see it only goes about uh, 15 feet and opens up into another room. I'll, uh, I'll go. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good after that kill. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll go, I'll go in. Pretty, pretty he has berserking. So what you <laughs> see is Puck stab a guy, and then strike the wall, and then dive into a hole. He's gone. His feet just disappear. Where is he going? Ah, there's Puck. a door right here. <laughs> he goes down. I don't get it. And I charge into the hole after. All right. Me goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Puck, 
you slide out of this narrow horizontal chamber and drop into a much bigger chamber. You were able to maintain your torch. Behind you, you hear a just an unnatural squishing noise from the hole you just came out of, and you see the hole give birth to the face of Olgrim. <laughs> oh, and Olgrim, you flop out unceremoniously into this larger uh, cavern on the other I'd side. I like to think my beard poofs out right when I come <laughs> through. And is there anyone following behind Olgrim? I give Avius a look. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm good too. <laughs> All right, the two. But I will listen just to make listening. sure there's no like screaming or horror or anything happening. I've already cleared the pipes. You can come through. Mm. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I'm not crawling back. <laughs> this is a cavern, uh, tall. Then uh, some of the other places you've been, it's been carved out of the soft rock by the sea a long time ago. There's some stalactites, stalagmites around here. Your torchlight casts some harsh shadows of the things that are hanging around. And your torchlight also catches two kobolds in this room that lie dead around a lot of blood. How did they uh, perish? You can't tell from here, but they seem to have perished recently. The blood's still wet. Careful to pluck. And you can hear ocean sounds of waves and crashing and um, rolling waves further into this uh, cave. Uh, sword drawn, uh, Ogrim will uh, approach the bodies and try and determine where whatever it is that killed them went which way <coughs> you can see footsteps bloody footsteps that were somehow involved in this uh, heading uh, further into the cave towards the ocean sound and they are kobold footprints a couple of them <coughs> what do you guys see dead kobolds but I don't hear the man anymore. Could be dead. Let's go. Let's go further. Come on, Avius. We gotta go with him. I don't want to. Well, let's just take a quick look in the hole here. And I, as, as Avius <laughs> leans down, come <laughs> him in. Push him right on through. <laughs> it's a Avius slip and slide. <clears throat> You My robe! <laughs> he comes out ropeless. <laughs> but he's As not I come out, I hand it back to, yeah, put this back on. <laughs> I'm refreshed. Avius <laughs> and Elmon, you make your way through that narrow tunnel and have arrived in the cavern room. Up ahead, some 30, 40 feet, you see Puck walking around with his torch, the only light in this area. And then you see a, a dark shape, five feet in height, roughly, fluttering above him and swooping right down at his head. Ooh. Puck Duck! Puck Duck! I, <laughs> right. I, yeah. uh, Puck, you hear a bit of a fluttering shape. You look around, and just as you do that, you see 
uh, the closest approximation, and this is like nanoseconds of vision, you see an umbrella coming at you, <laughs> if you will. A leathery umbrella comes flapping its way towards you, strikes with a 17. Ooh, that's a crunch. Crunches around you and dishes out a grand total of six points of bludgeoning damage. Jesus. And all goes dark. The other three of you can see what is essentially a leathery octopus-shaped creature. So it's got that leathery thing, but instead of just tentacles, they end in little barb barb type stuff. But between the tentacles, it's connected membrane. Like a web? That, um, giving that, that umbrella web type tentacle, shape. Tentacles? It's not web though, uh, but yeah, yeah, webbing. Yeah, between, yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't look good. And it has come down and just crunched around you, Puck, and is smothering you at this very moment. And uh, Olgrim, you're caught by surprise to what the hell is going on. The two of you that are further away back by the tunnel can see there's a second shape in the darkness that's also flying around the uh, two of them up ahead. And the light that's given off is from a torch that has now been dropped by Puck and is slightly going out in the blood on the floor. And let's go ahead and have initiative kick in again, shall we? As these things are swooping in. The second creature swoops in towards the dwarf. Whoa. And swoops in low and misses entirely and almost crushes into one of these stalactites. Flies and flitters around and stops and attaches itself to a hanging stalactite coming down and blends in almost perfectly. If you didn't see it go there, you would have never seen it. And But you can kind of see its shape there. And it misses entirely. Puck. You are up. You are disadvantaged in anything you're going to do. If what would you like to do? <laughs> this thing is just going to be crunching and crunching and feeding upon you. Uh, frostbite. You're Constitution gonna... save. What uh, what components does it? Is there, an, uh, is there a S? Uh, yes. Okay, so you're going to be at disadvantaged and verbal. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it possible. You'll be disadvantaged to cast that. You said I was a disadvantage to cast anything, right? Anything you do. You're, you're disadvantaged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's a constitution save. Oh, okay. I will give him advantage then. If, if you needed Soma as a somatics, waving your hands around, it's whether or not you could even accomplish that. Oh, okay. Probably uh, the verbal component with verbal challenge. A 17. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. Totally resist that spell. You can move around if you'd like. I, um... <laughs> he wiggles. Mm, dis- into... Disengage probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> <No. either. laughs> Avius, you are about 30 feet away, and you can act. There is one that's on top of Puck, and you just hear him failing to cash. And then there's one that's flown about 20 feet up in the air and attached to a stalactite. So Avius is going to cast uh, Elemental Orb. Uh, Puck, uh, hold your breath or something. What <laughs> form does the orb take? Acid. An acidic form. Yep. 
<laughs> the most gentle of friend <laughs> rescue <laughs> elements. <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> so. Making a spell attack roll. Good luck. Uh, 15. 15. Oh, and Puck, go ahead and give yourself a inspiration die for your boldly diving in and your spear kill as well. Nice. I like that. Uh, 15 is a hit. A big ball of wobbly acid arcs across the cavern and slams into this thing. So then it does... It's a big spell, too, I believe. I need five more. 17. 17! Huge amount of damage. The thing starts sizzling, and it makes a weird bat echoing type noise that echoes through the chamber, and it flaps off of you and flops to the ground and is trying to skitter away. That was a big hit. Nice. And its turn, it flies up, sees the uh, ranger and wizard, especially the wizard just hit it, swoops in back at you, Puck. <laughs> Critically fails and slams into the ground and is flopping in this pool of blood. It's completely disoriented. Nice. Elmon, you are up. <clears throat> uh, I will, uh, having kept a good eye on the creature that was trying to melt into the stalactite, um, I will draw my bow and fire an arrow at it. Okay, <clears throat> go for it. Arrow goes flying across this cavern. Uh, that would be a 13. Is a hit. And that would then be... Is was it wounded? No, this is no. I didn't. No. Oh, I thought oh. this is the uh, oh, this is the other one. Yeah. The other one. Uh, nine points of damage. All right, nine. Got it. Oops, almost got it. That's piercing. Nine piercing damage. Let me double check that real fast. Yeah, that's good. Nine's a hit. Your arrow strikes, the creature flutters off from that and starts spiraling around through the air again, looking for a another victim. Olgrim, you are up last. Uh, the one that had fallen off of Puck. It's at uh, your feet. It's at my feet. Uh, it's a matter of me just trying to <laughs> find my <laughs> placement of the sword over it and trying to Strike stab. straight down? Yeah. Go ahead and give advantage on this attack. All right. Uh, 17 is a strike. You finally pierce straight down and you stab it. How much damage? Uh, eight points of damage. And it gives out another terrifying <laughs> and it goes quiet and still. <laughs> I get the assist on that one. Puck, you're up. You are free of the attack, and there's still one that's swooping around above, buzzing around like an annoying fly. Uh, Frostbite needs to make a constitution save. Constitution save is a... Let me check. Ten. Yeah. The hit sinks in. Five points of damage, and it has disadvantage on its next attack. Got it. Uh, Avius, you're up. There's a creature about 30 feet uh, away from you and about 15 feet above you. How much damage was that one more time? Five. Five. Got it. Is and it it's, it's flapping awkwardly because it's hurt really bad now. <clears throat> so it's 30 feet away and five feet above? About 15 feet up. 15 feet above. Whether it saves or not, does it also not move slower? Is that a thing? No, not on that one. Oh, I thought it was. 
Uh, well, it's going to be Firebolt. Firebolt. Flame arcs through the cavern. Um, it's a 14. Strikes. For four points of damage. You hit. Creature drops quickly five feet and flaps back up. How far away did I say it was? 30. 30 feet. Let's check its movement. Flies at 30 feet. It goes swooping in at the one who's hurt it the most, which is Elmon the Archer. Swoops in 30 feet, comes flying straight at you, Elmon, and comes right towards your noggin with a brutally poor seven. I was going to say it had disadvantage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's see if it gets even worse. No. Totally flies right by, whiffs, and just flaps awkwardly. It's really, really badly hurt. And Elmon, you're up. Uh, is it is it in, in melee range or does it? It it can be. It just swooped right. No, by I don't it. want it to be. No, it's gone right by. Okay, great. Uh, then I tracking it the whole time, aiming, aiming, aiming. Arrow flies out. Good luck. Eleven. Eleven hits. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so it took 13 points of damage in that hit. It only had four remaining. <laughs> <laughs> that arrow. I just pin it to the wall. Yeah, and it just flaps there for a second in agony, and it is dead. All is quiet once again, and all you can hear is a distant rolling of the waves echoing through the cave further in. What are those things? Oh, by the way, you also had extra damage. These oh, is it a monstrosity? Oh, bonus. nice. Yeah. They're not of the sea. Meat umbrellas, maybe? <laughs> Meat umbrella, I think that works. <laughs> we'll go with that for now. Still no sign of this man. Yeah, like, uh, what is there? Can. Are you keep exploring? Were you doing anything to recover from yourself? Or you oh, yeah, I'm going to do a, just a, uh, um, papa. Throw a quick spell at myself to, to get some health back, some cure wounds. To get eight health back. Wow. Is that a max heal? Nope. Almost max heal. Yeah, ten would be max. All right, you pick your torch back up. It lights up strong. It's a little bloodied on the handle, but you're good. So are you, I guess. Mm. What's your plan of attack? I want to keep exploring. I want to... Um, <laughs> Un... Unfettered, unfettered by, no. by the flutter. Huck, huck the warrior now. He's after his little, <laughs> his one little charging forward with his spear. Advantage, disadvantage. He yeah, just, he keeps going until he doesn't get a success. <laughs> you keep walking, and the sound of the ocean gets stronger and stronger until you reach the end of this cave. It's kind of a, a long cave that's not too wide, and you've walk the width of it. On the other side, you have come across a sandy-ish beach. The beach it descends a little bit towards water, obviously, as beaches do, and about 30, 40 feet out, there is a small opening to the ocean, and the ocean kind of comes in. So think of this as either a really high underwater cave opening <laughs> that's just about four or five feet off of the ocean level or a really low cave that has access to the ocean, however you want, but it's really narrow. There's just a thin strip of 
uh, sunset that's coming through and the waves that are rolling in to this underwater cave, if you will. So you're now at the bottom of the cliff area in this underwater cave. Also here is a man lying on the ground, surrounded by three dead kobolds and a lot of blood. What's he armed with? He is armed with a coat. (laughs) There is also a small craft here that is uh, a small launch, small boat, and has been pulled up on the beach as well. Ah, yes, I knew this one. The Blessings Bay. I see their tenders. They talked of this one jumping ship during its fight. I go and check him out. See if he's still alive. I go I go with. He's on the ground. Suspecting he's expecting an ambush. Yes. I have my arrow like I'm standing back so I'm not in melee range with like an arrow knocked ready to shoot this guy if he's if he's faking and decides to try uh try anything. He's only armed with a coat. <laughs> he's killed like five kobolds. That's impossible. <laughs> no one could Oh yeah, we did that a lot. Um <laughs> He is on the ground. He is alive. He is breathing heavily. He's on his back, breathing heavily and heavily. Three uh, kobold lay dead beside him. His left leg is split open with a nasty cut. He's lost a tremendous amount of blood that just pools through the beach and spills into the ocean. Um, As you get close, he's just whispering, looking straight up into the, looking straight up into the ceiling and whispering. Should should we heal him, Grim? Hey, doesn't look uh, like he could cause any harm, aside from the dead cold balls. But I'll check on him though. Don't uh, get too close. And uh, I approach and I don't prod at him, uh, but I stand over him, kind of meeting his gaze while he's standing up. Okay, you, you up. force your head into his I, gaze. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> he says the seven will come. The seven will fall. The seven will come. The seven will fall. The seven Easy now. The seven will fall. You'll be fine. He just keeps repeating it over and over. Does he look like uh, he's at death's door or? He looks pretty bad. <clears throat> Does anybody have detect evil? Uh, no, no, sir. No, I do. Are you evil? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> He keeps, he keeps whispering the same phrase over and over. I try to sit him up. How many um how many cobalts are dead at this man's hand? Three here, two at the hole. Mm, two As more you, perhaps to come. As you touch him, he his speech keeps repeating the same phrase but just gets louder. The seven will come. The seven will fall. The set, and now he's just looking, you sit him up, he's just looking straight ahead at, like, Elmon's feet. I think he's lost his mind. And yet, all this carnage. He's got no weapons. I'm calling this out to my compatriots who are pretty far away. I want to go through his coat, see if there's anything. His coat's got some, <laughs> just some odd symbols. Rifling the not-quite-dead yeah, guy. There. What are you doing? He's got Take his boots. Written on the, like he's got some little lapel type stuff. He's got some symbols on it. Um, he's got like a pack or something underneath his nothing. coat. But you don't see any weapons that are obvious. And nothing of any, of any 
interest past that. Are are you taking stuff off of him? He's a spellcaster. How do you know that? Look at the symbols on his coat. That's all it can mean. Um, yeah, I'll go through his pack. All right. You grab, uh, it's a, a satchel he has that you can remove from him with a little bit of effort. Fanny pack. Yeah, yeah. fanny pack. He does not resist. Um, okay. He keeps repeating. The seven will come. You take the pouch. Inside the pouch, you see there are some darts that you believe are slightly magical in nature. Uh, maybe a dozen of them or so. And there is a small scroll case inside, and that's all that's inside the pouch. And as you reach in and grab the, or look at the items in the pouch, he changes his phrase slightly. The seven will come. The seven will fall. The seven will come. And he looks at you, Puck. You will fail. And he says, Dashun! And raises his hand. And you hear off in the distance, not here in this cave, just beyond outside, out in the water. Of a huge splashing noise from out in the water. And he looks at Puck and just goes, <laughs> Arrow. You're shooting him. Yes, damn right I am. Okay. Uh, you don't have to roll, you just roll your damage. That's a hit. Uh, and I assume he's not at max. He is not at max health. Uh, 15. And Jeez. he stops laughing. And he slumps forward in the sitting position and rolls over to the side. Uh, Avius and Olgrim, you can see behind him, water, sunset, very dark sunset now at this point. You can see a wave coming, a dark, tallish wave coming in close. We need to go. Agreed. I grab the darts in the scroll case. Okay. Well, don't just stand there. And then haul ass. Puck's running. <laughs> yeah, as is Avius. The four of you run. There is a big... I draw a sword and face the wave. <laughs> Olgrim stays behind. No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. No, 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 just kidding. <laughs> you run. You run back through the cavern where the two dead kobold are and the dead creatures that were flapping around are. You hear a big, roaring, monstrous noise from behind. And you hear splashing, and you can't see what's going on. It's quite some distance away, but there's quite a big a bit of chaotic nastiness going on as something has just come out of the water. You hear big flopping noises. You hear uh, some sort of like metal on metal, stone on stone type scraping noises. And you are back at this tiny little tunnel. Go, 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 go. Puck, oh, go. Yeah, go. Puck, you start wiggling through. You're fast. Everyone else. I push the wizard through. Everyone else gets through. You are all safely on the other side. You can still hear the sound of this terrible beast echoing through the chamber. Can I see it through the hole? You cannot. I don't think it's going to fit through here. What What about our friends? What, what about the, the ship, the people on the ship? It's on the other side of the island from them, so hopefully it's... Unless it decides to continue to look for you. Looking straight at Puck. <laughs> 
There's a door up here. Or we can go back the way we came. Let's go knock on the door. Yeah. All right. Assuming the normal uh, party order you guys have done normal so far. party order. All Everyone right. in front of Olgrim. <laughs> Olgrim, you lead the way. You go up this tunnel. Uh, hold on. Let me go first. I'm going to check for... Uh, traps the best I can as I'm going forward. That's not going to happen again. And Fool me once. <laughs> Puck, how long did your Pass Without a Trace last? One hour. Alright, why don't you make another concentration, but we forgot to do that when that thing slammed around you. Yep. Uh, 19. You're good. Still on you. Alright, then you guys are fairly quietly going up, and you, Elmond, are leading the way keeping a close eye out in front for traps. You see no traps. You do see a couple of weird random centipedes. You haven't seen any before. Do I feel like there's any significance to them, or is my DM just messing with me? No, it's just odd. It's just odd. You haven't seen... You've seen a couple little scurrying beetles and stuff in some of the beds earlier, but you haven't seen any weird centipedes. It just seems out of place. All right. Don't tell me you're afraid of bugs. You may make a perception roll, Almond. You are afraid of bugs. <laughs> uh, that rolled off. I'm going to re-roll that. Sure, bugs afraid of uh, Perception... Dun, 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 19. You hear some voices up ahead beyond this metal door that you're approaching, and you recognize them as the voices of Kobold. Cobalt's a bed. Yes, but they can't build doors. They're not that clever. So this is part of the original fortress, and something nice could be inside. <laughs> there, the is slight, there is a slight bouncing There is a slight bouncing. I spent a lot of money on the fault. I'd like to make it back. Watch the centipedes. And I'll... I guess go up to the door. You're right up to the door. Behind you in Three Stooges style are the rest of your friends all packed in tight. As we Hello. walk along, I take my staff and crush one of the centipedes. Oh, you have slewn a centipede. <laughs> That's one! <laughs> um, I assume there's some sort of locking mechanism to the door. You don't see a lock. You just feel and see a old, rusty metal door. You ready? Let's go. Olgrim draws his sword. I'm uh, by, am I back in the front again? I'm going to push a door open, and then you can charge in. Oh, all right. All right. Like the descent days where we're all around the door. Yeah, who's, like, who's opening it? I don't have enough time to make it through the door. Right, I'll <laughs> set my bow down like right in front of me, and then push the door open, and as long as it opens, I'm grabbing my bow and taking a step out of the way. For all right, and you're do, are you doing... Uh, Secretive door opening, you're doing SWAT breaching opening. Dwarf's choice. <laughs> clear, clear, clear. <laughs> Which way you want it? Well, I'm, uh, I'm a little tired, so let's go loud. <laughs> Very well. 
Just like straight shove that shit open. You throw your elven muscles into the door and it goes swinging wide open and slams loud on the other side. Bursting past you is Olgrim with sword and shield in hand and you boldly charge into this room. And you have found yourself in a large chamber. It's about 90 feet long, nicely cut. (laughs) It's about 40 feet wide. It's uh, pretty tall too, about 25 feet tall. And it has several dining tables made of stone that have been carved out of the rock long ago Mm. with some stone benches, which are just slabs that have also been carved out next to it. Not prettied up like dwarven construction would be or anything like that, but cool nonetheless. And there's several of those. Above them is a magical source of light don't know what it is, but it's something that's been there probably for a very long time. Probably not what these kobolds even like. And it gives off this pale, white, almost grayish light that casts across this room. And there is a door on the opposite side of the room. Above that door is a balcony with another door. And that balcony stretches. This is the far wall of this this chamber. There's a little balcony made of stone. And at the ends of that are two stone staircases cut out of the walls that descend down to your level as well. So it's essentially a double way up. And then there's a balcony with another door on top. Oh yeah, I say this goes on the map. And how many kobolds are in the are in the room? There are five. <laughs> Asking the important questions. There are five. <laughs> Just want to know how many balconies? <laughs> there are on the left side stairs, there are four of them. There are three kobolds. There are four kobolds, one in the back on, this is at the bottom of the stairs at the far end, the bottom of the steps. Uh, one of them has a bunch of gear uh, on him. Bags, boxes, that kind of stuff. Just stands out a little strange. Let me arrange you guys. Who was in first? Olgrim? You're first. Olgrim. Elmond. Right there, and then we have you guys in this kind of a situation. Except that's pretty far. And on the balcony in the center is another kobold. This one is red skinned with vestigial wings that it has on it. And it's kind of leaning back in a cool way and it's moving this red flame around in its hands. And it calls out 90 feet and speaks common to Olgrim. And it begins some diplomacy. You ready for this? Where your boat? Speak! Where your boat? <laughs> In the cave. Uh, yes, the the, uh, the boat. It's, uh, it's in the cave. <laughs> Our feast bones! Feast! Yeah! And the kobolds start charging across the room, jumping over tables, leaping and getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, it's more like uh, for Olgrim, it's uh, Casey at the bat. He's just kind of <laughs> just ready. ready. weapon. Olgrim, you're in this room. Your three friends have come in behind you, so you're now all out of that narrow corridor area. You've got a bunch of kobolds that are starting to race across. This is about 90 feet long. And Puck, you are up first. Um, oh, I need to be faster. How, how 
are they they're charging at us yes so are they within 60 feet uh they have not acted yet so they're 80 uh, 85 90 feet you can move though yeah that helps a lot um yeah i'll move within 60 feet and cast ice knife you're gonna move in front of grim who's standing and waiting for these guys yeah Hey man, he's killed a he's killed a cobalt with fair enough. <laughs> he's got some experience. He's got some training. Um, <sighs> yeah. We all just leave the room. Uh, it's <laughs> close uh, the door behind us. Uh, and what were you doing? I'm sorry. Uh, casting ice knife. Uh, an eight on which one? Uh, the one right in the middle. Okay. Uh, an eight is a, let me check, is a, where the heck is it? Is a mess. Yeah. What What does that mean? Um, I don't think it's a total failure. No. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. The target and each creature within five feet of that target, uh, the ice explodes, and they need to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Or take 2d6 gold damage. 2d6? 10... And the other one is dexterity. Mm-hmm. Twelve. The ones I didn't pass take six points of damage. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ice goes flying across. The lead kobold right here is able to dodge, I believe, the brunt of it. However, it shatters and hits and slays. Two kobolds immediately just get splattered. Essentially, a fragmentation grenade of ice, if you will, shatters out, nice. killing them instantly. The one in the back, how much damage? I didn't catch all that. Uh, six points. All right. Is also hit. Goblin's got it taken care of. Uh, one of the boxes even drops to be here. off of him and shatters, and a bunch of centipedes just go flying out all over the place, by Ooh. the way. Centipedes. Um, that was this guy and this guy. The next two guys just got killed. Avius, you're up. Nice. <laughs> oh. Um. No! Cries the sorcerer kobold in the back. I just, I had people run in front of me, kill, and I'm just <laughs> still waiting. <laughs> you're going to lightly tap the last one to death. Avius is going Can I back to... up with my... No, your move was uh, okay. running right up. Avius um, fashions his hands and shoots a fire uh, bolt at the guy up on the balcony. 90 feet, good range? Yeah, nice. 120. Nice. Uh, 14. 14. 15, sorry. Let me check here. 15. Just gets him. For 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Let me double check him. Real fast. I need a bow. <laughs> the fight's going to be over by the time I get across the hall. Uh, all right. One more time. How much damage? 10. 10. Flame hits this guy, making him shriek again. Good hit. Any uh, movement you want to do position-wise, or are we good? Um, I'm okay. All right. Olgrim, you're next. The closest guy next to you is still 90 feet away. <laughs> He's just running. All right, what, what's your move speed? 25. 25, so you're going 50. We're right about there. Got it. Any bonus action? Uh, just trying to practice controlled breathing. All right. <laughs> the unwounded. Doors are natural sprinters. 
The unwounded kobold comes running up to you, but that's his action. And the other kobold runs up. And where is he at? Here he is. And grabs on to his belt and pulls out a small clay pot and flings it. And this pot awkwardly goes flying through the air. And a... Doesn't hit you. It explodes nearby you and a bunch of weird maggoty creatures scatter across the floor and start scurrying around for the nearest flesh, which is you and the kobold nearby, which we will somehow mark with. He's done. He's done. Elmon, you are up. Um, Maintaining my position at the doorway, I will let an arrow loose at the um, kobold sorcerer. Okay. That would be a 20. Is a hit. And again, we would say he's not at maximum hit points. Correct. 13 points of damage. Mm, That is nice. That's delicious. Not considered a monstrosity, I assume. No. Just... Okay, won't worry about it. Um, how much one more time? 13. 13 to this guy. That is a juicy hit. He takes a arrow right to the belly, squeals, nah! and almost loses control of his spell and staggers and was almost taken out before this battle has even got started. And he brings up the rear with his time to finally act. Do you have any other actions or anything you're good? I'm going to duck back in the doorway. All right. (laughs) You duck back in the doorway. His action is letting loose his flaming spell. He lashes out with a scorching ray spell. Let's check the damage on uh, the range on that. Let me make sure first before before I declare that. Scorching ray is 120 feet. He lashes out a ray of fire at you, Olgrim. He is attacking with... Hopefully I'll kill some of those maggots. A 12 to your armor class. That will not succeed. A second one goes flying out at the next closest hero, which is Puck. For 23. Jesus. Oh. Uh, Yeah, that's That's probably a hit, I'm guessing. You take six points of flame damage, and a third ball goes flying out at the next closest hero. And Elmon, you back away. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving Avius is the third closest. I just open my robe and stand there. <laughs> and a double check his number real fast. Seventeen to you, Avius. That does hit. Flame damage of 10. I take two. Yep. Oh, because of your shield. Ward. Nice. Boom. This magical shield absorbs the majority of the fire. My skin is really sunburned. 
<laughs> he waves his hands and it took me a day to cast. <laughs> <laughs> he waves his hands to cast, but he's too weak and opens up the door and disappears into the door that's on the top. There's one on the bottom and one on the top. It is a new round. <clears throat> ah, who's first? It's going to be Puck. Puck. I accidentally did a new combat, but I know Puck was first, so let's move. Puck, go ahead. Um, everybody's. Oh, also, you also hear creak, and the bottom gate opens up, and more kobolds are spilling in from there. How many? Plenty. More than you want to see. You see at least six coming in. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to cast Frostbite on uh, that, like, maggot-wielding kobold. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's a constitution save on his part. Uh, That's really good on his yeah. end. That's like a it nine. It doesn't need to be that's a 20. that good. Okay. Anything else? No. Um... No, I'm good. Okay, Avius, you've got two kobolds in the middle of the room right next to your friend Olgrim. You've got a both of them, one of them not hurt, and another one that's been hurt who's got all these weird contraptions around him. And um, six more coming in through the door on the other end of the room. Yeah. We're going to do arc lightning on um, the two near Olgrim. Okay, you have... How many bolts? Only three? three this time. And how are those bolts being assigned? Maybe one, one at the normal guy, and then two at the weaponized. Okay. One fully weaponized <laughs> kobold. <laughs> All right. So against the unarmed dish uh, is four lightning damage. Got it. Then against the weaponized is uh, three, four, five lightning Six. damage. Six each one's damage. plus one. Yes, you're right. Thank you. All right. Lightning goes flying across. And the, the, what's your distance on that spell? 120. Okay, great. Yeah. Lightning goes arcing out in multiple arcs across, and you hit and wound both of them. No kills, but you do do some nice damage. It is his turn. He's, and I oh, yes. also move back into the hallway. Okay. <laughs> Leapfrogging backwards with me. <laughs> Tactical leapfrog in reverse. <laughs> the kobold with the bunch of gear is going to go next. He gets real close, stepping on the other side of the crazy swarming goodness and attacks you with a his weapon at his side. Olgrim. You being Olgrim? Okay. He attacks you, and his weapon is a scorpion on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and he swings it at you and sees He's very inventive, these <laughs> <laughs> He did not have any disadvantage stuff, right, though? Correct. Okay. With a six? <laughs> I'm assuming... Not... No. 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 The stick makes it, but the scorpion just can't get there. All right. He <laughs> swings. You crack the his stick in half and disarm him from his scorpion. So that weapon is totally gone, and he's right. very sad about that. Except <laughs> just, no, sad. he's got pack tactics. His buddy's right there on you as well. Oh. 17? 
No. Oh, cannot get through, and the weapon is... He surprises me with a second stick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his friend is going to attack and gets a, I think that's a 14 as a miss on you as well. And lastly, but not least, you and this kobold are dancing around these nasty little maggoty things. Mm -hmm. Let me check them out fast. There we go. Kobold is not hit. You are struck with an 11 from lots of little bites, but I'm guessing that doesn't get through your armor. Nice. They start biting at you. You don't want these anywhere near your exposed skin for sure. And they do not get through. And I get a fen- I get a sense of that I know what these creatures are, though? No, you just see that they've got some little teethy mouth type things. Oh, okay. Like cigar. Teethy mousy? Teethy mouthy? Teethy mouthy. And Elmon, you may go. Um, I will... Um, take an arrow shot at the weaponized uh, kobold. Oh, oh, let me interrupt you one more time. There are also dragons. A bunch of <laughs> Just wait until that happens. I know, really. <laughs> there are, what did I say, six? You said six. I think you said two. There are seven. And six. they were here, you're there, you did that. They get... All up in this area of chaos. There are the kobolds are now advancing across the field in mass. A massive amount of kobolds are now swarming around Olgrim, trying to hold back this tide of squealing, semi-draconic little beasts. But they don't get any attacks this round. They just did a mad dash right towards you. Uh, Elmont, I interrupted you. Is that my lone figure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the guy with all the fancy weapons is taking an arrow. No, don't. He's got more of the sleeves. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Precisely why this is going to happen. No. Uh, that would be a 25 to could hit. I, could I tell you that's a miss? You could. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to roll damage anyways, and he's not at maximum hit points, is he? No. Um, that would be 12 points of damage. Jeez. And he just... Just gone. And then as my bonus action, I'm going to yell at Puck. Get back here, Puck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Olgrim, you're last this round. Uh, I'm <laughs> alone in a room with a bunch uh, of kobolds. Yeah, I know. If I retreat, I get a whole... There's climbing over that. these stone tables. They're all over. There's a big cacophony. The loudness is overwhelming. If if we're not fighting them, I've got to flee then. Oh, I'm not saying we're not fighting them. I'm just getting Puck out of the You've immediate You've got a funny danger. way of showing it. <laughs> I'm going to run to the next room, close the door, <laughs> hail the boat, and leave. <laughs> You've got him, Ogre. I mean, when close. I say we, I mean you. <laughs> Are we fighting them, or am I... Oh, we're fighting them. Oh, oh says Warrior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <With> my spear. <laughs> like, we like, uh, what are they, they sand, sand, yeah, sand, sand, sand yeah, people? Sand people, uh, Tuscan Raider. Oh. Right, Tuscan Raider, that's it. <laughs> All right. They say we're fighting them. Yeah! And I start with my first attack of hacking the closest one. Okay. That's a nine. Is uh sorry I didn't have it open. I'm sure that's a mess. Where is he at? Where is he at? 
rid of it. Nine, you say, is a miss. Is a miss? That's... Yes. Waiting through so many people. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, Puck, you're up. You've got your friend right in front of you, and he is surrounded, and soon will be literally surrounded on all sides. God, there's only one type of disadvantage. Sorry about this, old grum. Yeah. That's, that's never good. Now your healer says that. I already know. I just go, oh, no. Um, and my I'm head gonna, shrinks into my helmet a little bit. I'm going to cast uh, Ice Knife again. Like how tight are these guys? You could hit maybe half of them. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is a big Ice Knife. What level spell is this? Um... I'm all, I, I really want to do a level two, but I don't want to uh, cripple uh, You're not our, our cripple me. Dwarf. Oh my god, I'm a little nugget of awesome. Okay, then do it. <laughs> you're you're cranking this up to a level two, exploding ice knife into this massive kobold. Instead of this going is, into his hands, this is once the this is the puck Olgrim tactic. Okay, it's, he just dives in and he just aes everyone. Uh, I'll cast it at. Um, I should be able to avoid. I should be able to, avoid, if I only hitting half of them. Well, uh, is there any way to avoid hitting Grant? I totally wouldn't split it. No. Okay. So then uh, I'm just going to blast at the, right in the middle. Okay. And if you kill me, well. It's a uh, 16. Is a hit. And that was a lot of damage, right? Well, uh, but that misses me, doesn't it? <laughs> that one misses That one misses you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 10 oh, damage. <laughs> that guy is just, you throw the ice and it hits him and goes inside him and then erupts. And then five feet he giggles around, slightly. Five <laughs> feet around him. They all take uh, five damage. Unless they make a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Save? It's a <clears throat> uh, dexterity nice. save. Dexterity, okay. <laughs> I've got a uh, 11, 17, 9, 20. Sounds like two. Which of those got through? Oh. Your spell save. My, oh. Uh, it's on the back side of your sheet next to your spell oh, attack. Oh, uh, it's a 12. Uh, oh, one of them. No, two got hit. Two, two got hit. Yeah, two got hit and works killed by that as well. Big hit, three down. <laughs> Nice. Anything else you got going on? Oh, yeah. I'm going to uh, roll, don't I? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you do too. It's dexterity. Dexterity save. Versus uh, 12? 12. 12. Yeah. No, I'll take the damage. All right. Uh, <laughs> I will back up. Five. So I'm not so, so close. Yeah. All right. This is five so damage. Five damage for moi. No. Avius. <clears throat> Ogrim is surrounded still by one, two, three, four, five of these kobolds. How many can I reach from a ranged spell? How many can I see to hit? Well, it depends on the spell. Well, we'll do Firebolt. No. I did Arc Lightning last time. You did. Ah. Yeah, um... Yeah, that's a... <laughs> right. Arc Lightning again. More Arc Lightning. Three of them. Good luck. Let's do uh, 
one, one, one. Okay. First guy takes two. Okay. Second guy takes four. Third guy takes two. The two, four, two. Got it. And any uh, bonus or movement on your part? Um, no. That's a negative. Fulcrum is completely useless. Stepping back into the balcony is the kobold sorcerer. And he has been in the in the wings, if you will, gathering up his little ball of fire. And he comes running in and pitches it across the whole room and is pitching it at the wizard who hit him. Pretty far range. I think still within range, though. And he is throwing a... Chromatic, chromatic orb, your equivalent that you did. He's tossing right back at you. He's upgraded this to second level. And I'm doing one roll. It is a spell attack, right? Yep, make a ranged spell attack. This is a nasty ball of fire that is flying over your head, Olgrim, and heading right towards your friend. I keep getting rid of him. Um, Where's he at? There he is. There he goes. Okay. Nasty spell with a nine to your AC. No, he does not hit. Misses and takes no damage. Seriously? Yeah. Because my AC is currently 15. You would have taken 4d8 points of damage. (laughs) That goes wide. Fire erupts right above you because you kind of ducked into that back tunnel and flames and smoldering goop go around, but nothing hits you whatsoever. And he howls in anger. And next up is one wave of kobolds. They are one all. Wave. I prefer that than wave one. <laughs> <laughs> they all have advantage as the catch because they're all swarming around you with their pack tactics ability. Pack tactics. Pack tactics. That's pack tactics. Spectacular. <laughs> Check test. Uh, that is a 22 for four points of damage. That will hit. A 22 for four points of damage. That will be parried. You're going to use your maneuver. Yes. Okay. You see the dwarf just start twirling. <laughs> How much does the parry work? Uh, let's see here. Superiority die plus my dex. Five points of damage. Right. Was that your reaction? That is... Uh, or just when you take damage? You can use your reaction and expend. Okay, so that was your so one reaction. My one reaction. 14. Will not make it. 18. Will not make it. Oh, and the last one, they're just hammering and hammering and clawing all over you. Seven. Will make, no. Does not make it. And four more come in from underneath him. Did one of them die from Grimm's parry? That's not, it's a parry, not a repost. repost. And... One of them, this one who's been wounded, starts freaking out and is overrun and swarmed by nasty cigar-sized grubby monstrosities. Elmon, you are up. Did somebody say monstrosity? No, I'm... uh, You're shooting bugs. uh, The uh, kobold sorcerer is taking another arrow. Okay. 
you say that in such a way that makes me worried. What's oh, fine. There's uh, a healer behind the door. You're just not aware of it. Seven. Retreating to the healer. Yeah, 17. 17 on the kobold scale sorcerer is what we like to call a hit. And is he at maximum hit points? He is far from maximum hit points. Ah, a measly nine damage. Nine points. The arrow goes flying and hits him, and he crumples and flops off of the balcony and crashes to the ground, and the four new kobolds that joined in underneath him just climb right over him and keep going. And then with my bonus action or movement, I'm going to move forward um, towards Grim. Okay, you can get close to that wary right there. Speaking of which, Olgrim, you're up. You've got four kobolds right on, right in front of you, and another four that'll be joining you next round. I am slashing wildly, and we're still attacking. Yeah. You've got two wounded ones on this side and two fresh ones over there. I'll be picking on the uh, wounded ones. Okay. One of the wounded ones. If you attack a unwounded one and kill it straight out, you can um, cleave possibly through to another one. Just a- I would leave the wounded oh. ones to our weaker attackers. Which has presently been me. Well, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, I will go ahead and make the attack on the uninjured then. Okay. Attack is as follows. Jesus, 12? 12 is a hit. Fantastic. Ten points of damage. Whoa! Is a kill, and you may swipe uh, to the next one. Uh, roll a hit? Yep. Okay. Uh, that'll be a hit with a 15, four points of damage. All right, you kill one and badly wound the second one as you cleave right on through. Ah. Nice. Next up is a new round, and that is Puck. Hmm. Uh, frostbite on um the one, the one on his left, just the, the single one there. Okay. Uh, he needs to make a constitution. So. Okay. Don't know what it is. It is a sixteen. Mm, nothing good. Okay. Avius. Let me know if you have any bonuses or anything you want to do. Don't forget your uh, healing mm. dice and all that goodness. Yep. Okay, Avius. Avius? <clears throat> Avius casts uh, Prestidigitation. Okay, this is a cantrip? Yes. And what are you doing? And with his Prestidigitation spell, he is uh, recreating the... The scream of the beast that came out of the ocean just minutes before. Dagoon! Yes. Or what was that? Dashoon? Dashoon. He's creating the the sound of this beast and like a, a rush of wind from from behind him in the hallway and moving into the I think you can do one of the effects. I can do three. Oh, one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the sound uh, of this beast, like this, like crash of a wave and his like roar or something. Okay. Um, To try and like scare the kobolds. All right. Into thinking that this beast is 
making its way into the cavern. You create this sound, this big... Your party's fleet. Holgrim <laughs> <laughs> runs. This big, monstrous... <laughs> emanates from... Which direct from behind you? From behind me. Okay. Yeah. And several of the, the kobolds that are in the middle, three in the middle attacking Olgrim are too busy in combat. But three of the ones that are now joining from the uh, far end of the chamber, they actually stop and look around and look at each other. And they are kind of not, they are unsure as to what to do. Uh, do you have a bonus action or a move you want to do? Uh, I move further into the into the chamber as if I just saw the saw beast. Saw something? You're going to try to sell it? Away. Yeah. All right. Standing up and alive from the power of his glowing ring, the goblin scale sorcerer stretches his neck and cackles a little bit. <laughs> and is going to cast a spell. This spell is a chromatic orb of fire. This one aimed at you, Elmon. He rears back with the spell in his hands, arcs backs and lobs this ball. This one's not infused to a higher level and is casting. It comes flying over the whole chamber right at Elmon for a 13. Ooh, swing and a miss. Oh, no. um, AC 14, it's just so like, close. just like duck right as it swings, it just flies right by. Almost kills Avius as he joins into the room. Uh, he cries out in frustration again. It is time for kobolds. The four that have entered the room, they're just going to stay by their leader this round and not join the fight. They're kind of looking at him and he's pointing. And they're not sure what to do in the chaos of your your illusion, Avius. However, there are three right next to you, Elmon, and they are stabbing like crazy. They're Grim. near Elmon? El- I'm sorry. Uh, Olgrim, uh, sorry. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> You've been shooting. He's... Straight, yeah, two are going to stab at you. With advantage, they get, and that is a 21. Anyone will make contact. Four points of damage. Hold on. Hold before you continue, and I will parry. I will block all of that with nine. And then you are hit for a 21. That I will take. For four points of damage. Four points of damage. And the last one runs past you and charges your back end of your back line of your group, which is Puck, is the next up on there. Is that an opportunity? It is, except you used your reaction to parry just now. You only get one reaction. Okay. He races on past and strikes at you, Puck, without advantage. Leaps off of a table, throws himself at you with a 10. Nope. Misses. Puck catches him. <laughs> like a baby. Elmon, you're up. You've got one close to your back line. You've got two on Olgrim, and then far away on the other side of the room is the caster with four of his friends. Um, I'm going to have to keep shooting the caster. I just, that thing. It's a duel yeah, up in the distance, back and forth. Artillery good. duel. I assume it didn't actually bring him back from the dead. It must have a number of charges. No, on the next shot. Yeah. I have no information about that. All right. All right, making my shot. So that is going to be a 17. That is a hit. 12 points of damage. Let's see. Presuming it was not healed back to full health. You hit him in the throat, 
He cries out and dies in a gurgly, bloody Stay dead, you bastard. Drops. Nice. Another cold bolt puts on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Last up is Olgrim. You've got two right on, right in front of you, one behind you at your back line, and four more that are staring in horror at their leader who has just died for the second time. Uh, these two, uh, I am going to... Uh, let's see. I need to dispatch these. Uh, so attacking one of the ones that's close to me. Whee, that one did not... Work. Almost look like a twenty. Almost look like a twenty. Uh, eighteen is a hit. Uh, six points of damage. A kill. He was already wounded easily as well. Uh, Slice him in half. Spending a superiority die to do what? The creature's already dead. It would add to the damage roll. Choose a friendly creature who can see and hear me. Who are you pointing to? To my uh, compatriot, uh, Puck. Okay. Who is, I believe, under threat with a guy who's yep, on him. right on top of him. Get back! And it's not even directed to Puck. It's to the go- to the kobold. <laughs> <laughs> Steps away. And what happens, what happens with that effect? Uh, that's, uh, it allows you to move away at half your speed without triggering any kind of opportunity. True. All right, so you, you can, can move back. You can clear yep. your... Your path. Done. You step away, and now you're a little bit further away and not in immediate engagement, Rin, which is great because you are up next. Um, so I'm going to reach into my pack and uh, grab a little uh, little pouch. Okay. Get into it and take out a, a, um, a little uh, a cooling balm, and I'm going to rub it into my uh, hands a little bit and uh, cast, uh, cast the balm of the summer court. At uh at my dwarven friend and uh, heal him, uh, well two two damage. <laughs> that was a lot, <laughs> a lot of drama for a little healing. Uh, you could you're still in your turn. Why don't you? No, yeah, What's the range on that? Oh, it's a it's uh I think like 120 feet. Really, I thought it was short. I I could totally be wrong. Five months. Hundred and twenty feet. Great. So you heal him two points of damage, and I believe do some other effects. A temporary. Yes. Temporary he get a, he gets one temporary hit point and uh, increases your speed by five feet per die. So I'm that normal speed. Yeah, now. normal walking <laughs> running speed. Nice. And that was uh, what type of action? I believe that's a bonus action. It is a bonus action. And I will cast uh, um, frostbite at the guy in front of me. Okay. He has rolled, I think, fairly poorly with a seven. He takes uh, five points of damage and at disadvantage. There is no disadvantage as he is frozen in place and flops over as an ice cube. Dead. Avius, there's one left in the middle of the room next to uh, Olgrim and four more at the far end. Avius is going at three of the four at the far end. And do what? Uh, arc lightning. More arc lightning. Lightning arcs across the whole big chamber. They thought they were safe. <laughs> <We're> okay. <laughs> All right. So first one is five. Okay. 
Second one is five. Okay. Third one <laughs> is five. Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, all three. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Holy cow. They drop. Avius Catorum! <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> the last remaining unhurt kobold at the far end of the room turns tail and runs away. Taking an arrow? Uh, nope. This wounded one who's right next to you, Ogrim, is going to do the same. Oh, no. No, you're not. And he, this guy is disappeared. There's one still in the room. The wounded one just ran away from you, still at the edge, almost out the Wouldn't door. Wouldn't he get an advantage? He's already used his reaction. It, it doesn't refresh till the start of his turn. Right. And it is Elmon's turn right now. Yeah. Um, well, somebody's taking an arrow in the back. Good luck. Uh, 24. That's probably hits a kobold. Is he wounded? He Mm -hmm. is wounded. (laughs) 16 points of damage. 16! (laughs) He explodes. (laughs) And he, you, you, can you cut a kobold in half with a single arrow? Because that's bad. Uh, no, but it can go straight through his throat, maybe into his buddy in the hallway. Uh. No, uh, you they would have to. It makes I a would, sharp right. I would give you a cleave if he was at full health. Uh, you do, however, slay him instantly, and he is gone. The battle has come to an end. It is quiet again in the hall. What about the maggots? They are easily. Maggoty goodness. They're easily avoided if you can move more than five feet per action. <laughs> that would suck. Just burn them. No! If someone <laughs> casts, like, paralyze oh. on you. Oh. That was brutal. Uh, I am skirting around these bugs as best I can, probably swatting at a few with my shield uh, and pointing out to who, which caster is closer to me. All three of your friends Whoa. are about 40 feet behind you in a row. <laughs> as, as he Wave turns it. around, we all just wave. <laughs> Hi. Go uh, investigate the You all right? Uh, I um, do too, okay. actually. My interest is more to destroy the damn thing. Mine is to investigate it. Uh, Ogrim, you are there first. You're at the body of the kobold sorcerer, and you see he has a ring around his finger. Uh, He's not available. I remove the finger entirely. I do not touch the ring. I do- ah. He does that with his shield slowly over time. <laughs> It'll come off. Uh, no, with a hack of your sword, you have removed a couple of his fingers and pick up the one that has the ring on it. It seems to be slightly magical in nature. (laughs) (laughs) Swallow it whole. We'll find out come tomorrow. (laughs) I'll be attuned to it. That's how I attune my rings. (laughs) Here's a sledgehammer. Oh, no. Every magic item goes through you. Everyone. (laughs) Only the ones I'm willing to carry. (laughs) That staff took a while. A helmet? Really? <laughs> oh, Spartan helmet. Uh, I, I take the ring and, and just quickly check it out. I have no way of detecting any kind of magic or anything. No, like you that. just says there's definitely, you can sense a little bit of power to it, a little bit of energy behind it. It's fairly plain. It's a copper band that's very smooth around it and uh, has a yellowish gem that um, doesn't look particularly expensive. I hold it in front of Avius. 
It should be destroyed. No, no, it should be investigated. I and Gollum jumps on and <laughs> I, I I I put it in some sort of cloth and hand it to Avius. I put it in my pocket. Okay, you have the ring. You <clears throat> follow the kobold that got away. I'm Wait, gonna uh, heal, uh, cast cure wounds on Olgram. All right, little uh, ranger healing magic. I'm assuming the temporary hit points go away. Uh, those last uh, till a long rest. That would be oh, seven. Wow. Healing seven. Nice. Backup healer's good. Yes. I figured you're probably low on spell slots. Yeah. <laughs> One. You follow that kobold you see has escaped out a small... T- yes, go ahead. Was there anything else on that, like, uh, wizard? Nope. Okay. Nope, nope. Anything else in the room? Uh, nothing of interest other than that big glowing light, but it doesn't seem to be coming from any source. It's just cast in the open space above. I'll just say this. I am a little tired now. Where are we going? (laughs) You follow that kobold. He has escaped out a tunnel. The rooms out the other end of that area have come to a dead end. There's nothing there. You search around the rest of this kobold nest and find only one area you haven't discovered yet, and that's way back at the entrance, a small corridor that ends at a slight oceany rolling sound. That second level balcony. Nothing, just a dead, a dead end storage okay. room that they used long ago that they weren't, uh, nothing of value in there. A bed for the sorcerer, but there's no valuables there. You do return to where you came from. There was one corridor you didn't go through and it has the sound of ocean. As you get close, you see this ends in a small chamber that has a window that's been cut out that opens up maybe 15 feet up that cliff face and the ocean kind of rolls underneath it. Got kind of an interesting, nice view. Maybe they could see long ago ships coming down or something like that. You're not sure. But of interest here, there is a single kobold. It is an old kobold. And he looks at, I'm guessing, Olgrim coming in first. And it just kind of just stares at you and shakes a little bit. Has no weapons, makes no motion to do anything, and just looks at you. I'm assuming... Ogram is probably covered in various <laughs> a little bit of gore Kin. <laughs> and I begin to draw in close it just shakes and looks at you shakes how old man like shakes ah, okay. maybe it shakes is like me <laughs> sword is drawn I approach and move off to its side okay you see there's a chest behind it Don't trust it. Doesn't move. It just shakes. Do you know the common tongue, Kobold? It looks at you as soon as you say that, but does not answer. What do Kobolds speak? Kobold? Deep Uh, speech? You do not know. I speak to it in deep speech. And what do you say? I say... How long have you been sitting here? It does not look at you at all. I speak to it again in primordial. In primordial. In the same thing. <laughs> it pays you no heed. One more time in draconic. 
You speak Draconic? You. How the hell do you speak Draconic? Actually, if they are Draconic. I nice. think that might be. And what do you? One more time. What do you say? How long have you been sitting here? It turns and looks at you, but does not reply. Mm. Again, I say, <laughs> in Draconic. How long have you been sitting here? It just kind of looks at you with some weird grade cataract eyes. Does it look ambulatory at all, or is it... Barely. Okay. Well, I'm not going to sit here and slaughter some innocent kobold. I will. (laughs) (laughs) You going to shoot him? Yeah, yeah, I kill it. Boom, the guy's down, dead on the ground. (laughs) Well, that saves my mortal dilemma. (laughs) The things are evil. Pukwa wanders over to the chest. Okay. Uh, I move the kobold off to the side and prop him <laughs> kind of up against the wall. Peacefully. Peacefully. With an arrow sticking straight through his Begin that Bernie style. All right. Yes. Uh, Puck, you're at the chest. I want to open it. All right. Flip comes flying open, and you see inside a bunch of junk. Metal pieces, belt buckles, parts of helmets, uh, sections of weapons, and also a bunch of cheap jewelry, tons and tons of it in this chest, just everywhere, all sorts of different types. The jewelry itself is not worth a lot, but there's enough of it that it might actually be worth a bit, if that makes any sense at all. Like costume jewelry? No, it's it's just cheaper jewelry, but it's still of some value. It's a chest full of jewels that aren't worth a ton. Yeah, I, I kick it and wander away. All right. In, in disgust. Are you guys all leaving it behind? I'm pilfer a little bit. Okay, you grab the end of my staff, kind of sort through the s- stuff that spilled out. Frisk the, the, the dead kobold. Uh, there's nothing, nothing on him but regret. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it was not a Self-defense. It was going to just suffer and die. It was the humane thing to do. All right, Kevorkian. You guys... Like old yeller style. It's late. Took care of it. Are there any uh, uh, gems in the chest that are like a reddish carnelian? Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll grab a handful of those okay. and pocket those. You've got a couple of those. Nice. Actually, I will upturn the chest. Okay, you made a mess. You've killed the man and made a mess of his chest. <laughs> it's got... Oh, this is pretty. <laughs> I'll take this one and this one. <laughs> I won't kill a man, but I'll steal his stuff. And uh, that's it. <laughs> Let's get out. Let's get back to the watchtower and, and sleep for the night. You guys rest... Yes, Puck. Uh, I have that scroll case I have not looked at yet, and I have some magic darts I haven't explored yet. Mm-hmm. I would, as we rest, I, I want to look into that. Okay. It is morning time. There is no uh, encounter or anything like that throughout the night, just the wind and the waves crashing uh, beneath the tower. I assume that big Kraken thing left. You heard no sign of it once you got deeper into the tunnels or throughout the night. No sign. And you're way above the water. So, Puck, you were looking at the the darts was also a thing. Mm -hmm. You were able to identify those as 
fey darts. Yes. There are nine of them. How do those work? I will tell you. Well, you throw them. <laughs> and they do damage. And they do damage. Darts don't do a lot of damage, but they do do damage. <clears throat> uh, it's a ranged attack that uses your proficiency and your uh, dexterity modifier. If you hit with them, I think it's like 1d4 points of damage. It's not a lot of damage. Mm. But when you hit with them, the uh, target is then lit up by the fairy fire spell. So there's a yes. bit of magic that goes around them. It's uh, They have a chance to avoid it with the dexterity save, uh, essentially. And when they're hit by the fairy fire, they're now lit up for a minute, and everyone attacking them has advantage. It's a way to light, light a target up. Laser, laser, laser pointer missiles type thing. ABS. Yes. Uh, were you doing something with magic stuff? No. He has the ring. I have the ring. You do. Okay. Yeah, I, somehow yeah, yeah. I still thought it was an Olgrim's rectum. <laughs> I retrieved it. <laughs> Late at night. <laughs> it is Katorum. <laughs> what are you? No. <laughs> I, I barge in with my robe open. <laughs> Paralyzed spell ready. <laughs> That is so dark. <laughs> Avius, you have identified this as a ring of healing. Ooh. Can I put it on? You sure can. It is a, a common created magic item for people new to creating enchantments. It's a basic item construction, and it is used when... You are brought to zero hit points. It automatically expends its charge and heals you for 1d8 plus two points of damage. And then it cannot be used by the same person ever again. Oh, wow. Never again. Never again. Uh, The scroll. The scroll. Scroll as you unfurl it is, uh, has disappeared. Here, where is it at? Scroll of Disappearance. Scroll of Disappearance. The scroll, you unfill it. It is in a language you have not seen before, uh, but you can make a history roll, a very, very challenging history roll to gain any bit of information. (laughs) Um, uh, An eight. An eight is not good enough. May I look at it? Mm Mm-hmm. Puck hands it over. You may no it. throws it out the window. <laughs> History roll. History roll can only be looked at once, never again. Twenty-two. That's pretty good. You also do not know this language, but you recognize the style of the writing and how it's marked in the the glyphs and the markings <laughs> and all that. And you recognize it as a dark, foul language that you're sure has been outlawed across the empire. And is quite illegal. Even for you to have in your possession would be uh, bad. But more for the vault. The vault. We, 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 we seem to be collecting these. <laughs> you guys uh, spend the next day exploring what's left of the island. There's not much to see. You've hit the, the main part of it. And by late afternoon, return back to the beach with the ship there. <laughs> Chris Elmont over there is looking at me worriedly. The nettle is still there, waiting, uh, anchored. 
your boat. The is, new captain is Dashun. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, craft, your small craft, is still there. You get on board and you row back towards the nettle as you see dark storm clouds come rolling in off in the distance. And we will stop there for tonight. And so the adventure comes to an end. The crew encountered a strange man and his terrifying creature. They also explored an old tower fortress now infested with kobolds. It was great to sink our teeth into some combat to see what our heroes could do. Nice to see some different environments out in the ocean, on an island, under a tower. Oh, and Puck finally getting to kill someone with his spear. He was so adorably proud of himself. So thanks to Chris, Tim, Christopher, Seth, our listeners, and everyone who helped make this production possible. All music has been officially licensed, and if you're interested in the sound effects you heard, please check out the great sounds at Sirenscape.com. Until next time. 